Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the PropG Markets podcast. For nearly two years, PropG Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, PropG Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer... It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. Back as you live and breathe with the Eurobash duo. Back in the same room as Noel McGrath, feeling the energy from Noel McGrath, all that Southside energy. How are you feeling over there, mate? Loads of energy today. Eurobash 58, 58, amazing, amazing stuff. It's a bank holiday weekend, but we don't take no goddamn holidays. No. That's what we do here. No. How are you? Tell me all about your weekend. Shit. Crap. Not a lot of places to go with that. No. <laughs> I don't want to talk today. <laughs> All right. Well, look. That was good, man. No, it was good. It was good. Lots. Too much mixed martial arts on. Um, too much sport on. Fed up with sport. <laughs> I want it all to end. And just people, stop stop playing sport, people. Don't do it. Don't participate in anything that's um, going to be good for your life. Um, just drink and just have a great time. That's it. That's, that's sound advice, I must say. Um, I was out celebrating the lovely Alain Sliders. Happy birthday, uh, Alain. Birthday this weekend so i'm glad we are later on in the weekend because uh i was pretty bad on saturday morning <laughs> to say at least and i had to wake up and watch all of that lovely ufc singapore card but it was good crack oh, what, a mo- what a morning is for us it was decent wasn't it it was oh you didn't leave the tv during eight o'clock in the evening oh yeah i brought home two slices of defontaine's pizza you know how much that means to me yeah it's good. and uh you know i'm back in with the rents as we uh save for this mortgage and what did my ma do? Woke up. Threw it Threw it straight oh. I nearly fucking in tears. So I, I didn't eat all morning. Watched the Singapore card. So that finished up about four. And Ma's like, come out, uh, out of the office. Like, oh, what's the crack? And she's like, uh, oh, how's it going? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go down and stick on this pizza now. And she's like, oh, uh, did you want to keep that, did you? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's just uh, put it in the bin there. I was like, are you? Oh, what? no. I was like, what bin? I will take it out of the bin if it's still in the box. And she's like, no, I'll put what, the pizza. did you get, pepperoni? Put the pizza. Yeah, I got pepperoni and cheese. It was. That's heartbreaking. Oh, it is, especially when you. You've when a few, I've taught in advance. You a few drinks as well. Schooled, drunk, and yeah. I was like, I'm going to get pizza that I can eat tomorrow as the fights. Yeah, in my break between UFC and Cage Warriors, but alas, it was gone. I got up for the ruby. England up and New for Zealand. The and what did I say last week? Excuse me. Did I yeah, not say England did, would yeah. strangle New Zealand, the life out of them? Yeah. It happened. It happened. But then. Um, you got up, watched that, then, the, then straight on to the game, UFC. Straight on to the UFC. Then straight on to the football. I watched football on Friday night as well, um, after I came home. And it was 9-0. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I yeah. believe Ben Folks was, was actually at the match from... Um, is Ben with the Athletic now, I think? Yeah, ben? yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I think Ben was at the Southampton-Leicester game. He's been over on holidays. It's on his Instagram. So. Savage. Good one to pick. 9-0, 5-0 at half-time. As rare as a hen's tooth, that scoreline anyway. So, yeah. I mean... 
And I was listen, it was a good weekend. It was a nightmare getting to work yesterday. I was working marathon on here in Dublin. Oh fuck that. Shit house, man. I took it actually took me an hour and a half to get in because I I, did, I totally forgot the marathon was on. Yeah. I always do that. Like I always go to the Phoenix Park on the day there's yeah. a big run on or something like that. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Why did you just do it in the fucking Phoenix Park, idiots? Do it with your back garden. Your, yeah, exactly. Just Run through the halls of your apartment just, block. Alright, just don't do it. Yeah, just come on. <laughs> stay at home. Put on a few pounds. <laughs> don't do it, exactly. Eat shit. Stop fucking. stop fat shaming me. Live, live, live fast, die young, motherfuckers. Alright. Okay, well, let's kick it on. Let's do this, mofo news. This is number one bullshit. Conor McGregor announces January his return on January 18th. UFC seem to think that's what's happening. Uh, Junior DeSantis is out of his main event uh, in Moscow against Volkov. Greg Hardy has stepped in to replace DeSantis. Peter Yanvi, Uriah Faber uh, will meet at UFC 245. Leon Edwards has said that UFC had offered... Uh, him v Woodley for the co-main of McGregor's return Joy Herbert retains his Cage Warriors lightweight title with a sublime showing Savage. we should be able to hear from Joy a little bit later and Saladin Parnas will meet Ivan Butchinger for the first defense of his featherweight, interim featherweight title a KSW 52 on December 7th which is already going to be headlined by Scott Askham v Mamed Khalidov a big one and just finally Congratulations to friend of the show, Ben Cartledge, uh, for being a drafted across the war to officiate both Bellator events over the weekend. Um, you know, it's a big nod to uh, how far the European scene has come. And now Ben leading the line, just as Mark Goddard has with the referee and stuff, but from a ju- judging perspective. So congratulations to Ben. Yeah, well done, Ben. Um, let's take a look back through a few of these. Uh, the January 18th return, we kind of said that, didn't we? For a long time this year, we've been saying it's going to be early 2020 when we see Connor, not all that surprised by that announcement. Nah, not at all. And um, yeah, I just think it's um, it's about time. We said last week was it our time to get shit or get off the pot. So he's obviously decided to have a shit. And um, no, it's good to see him back in there. Looks um, looks very focused and a you know ballsy move to go over to Moscow and talk some shit about. Um, we will Habib talk a bit about that later. And, yes, um, uh, really sort of get the Russian interest spark and so uh looking forward to seeing him back in there and seeing what he's gonna bring but uh I think we'll uh we'll learn a lot of answers in January. Dos Santos out of that main event against Volkov. Greg Hardy gets the opportunity to step in. I mean I know he probably adds a lot to the event from a, a name point of view, but I mean this is mental. They they're trying to protect him with everything all the way up to this point and now they're putting him against an elite heavyweight. It's ridiculous. Like, right, Why is he getting that opportunity? Yeah, no, it's crazy. He doesn't know what to do in a fight. It's basically at this it, stage. It's crazy. It's uh, really interesting and I was pretty pissed off when I saw it, especially after what happens. Um obviously with the inhaler and then beforehand obviously as we talked about there we had the illegal blow. Like why are the UFC rewarding this guy with a main event slot and potentially it's going to go fucking tits up for them again because two of his pro fights have gone tits up. So you're telling me a Moscow crowd is going to react well if a fucking fight ends like that with them already knowing Hardy's past history of messing up fights? Absolutely ludicrous in the UFC. And it sets a pretty fucked up precedent precedent, um, from the promotion to do things like this. They should not hesitate to match Greg Hardy with Cyril Gann regardless of what happens in this fight. Well, you know, Tyson Fury, fuck it. If he's as good as Volkov, no, but if he's he's good enough to fight Volkov, he's good enough to fight Gann. Um, Peter Yan v. Uriah Faber. Last fight we've been saying for months that Uriah Faber should take. He's got balls like a Bengal tiger. He always has, man. But I don't think it's going to go well for him. No, it's all man. But 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 look at listen. People wrote off Uriah in his comeback fight. Um, it, it, very different. I know it's very different, but still, it still still was very impressive. A lot of people like 
It was. For, I know it was. I, I, I think Uriah was like actually a three to one underdog going into that fight. That's how you know the bookmakers looking at that. But yeah, listen, Peter Yan is is, is an explosive um, beast of a character who obviously likes you a lot. Uh, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't threaten my life in the last exactly. interview. Exactly. Well, he did in the one before <laughs> and the one before and the one before. Um, so no, listen, it is you gotta you gotta just put your hands up to Uriah Faber. He's done his whole career, man. He, he's he's you know he's never turned down a fight. He faced fucking Dominic Cruz head on. He faced. You know, anyone who's ever come out of my head on, and uh, you know, he is a pioneer for the sport. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a, a nice night for him, but I'm really looking forward to that fighting. It's a really, really good test um, for Peter Yan as well. I love Leon Edwards versus Tyron Woodley. Look, he's got he's got kind of pushed out of the, the title conversation, he's got pu- pushed out of the Masvidal conversation. That's the fight that you want if you are Leon Edwards. And yeah. if it was happening in January as well. He gets a win there, or Woodley gets a win there, and then there's a whole new conversation started yeah. based on what's happened in these last two fights with with Masvidal Diaz and obviously Cameron yeah. Usman and Colby Covington. Yeah, no, it is. It's um, it, and he's, it's an opponent that's worthy, right? Like, hundred percent, hundred percent. It puts him right up there, and like, if he is to get this win, and if he was to be Tyron Woodley. And I think, like, in terms of his last number of matches, it's actually a fucking good matchup for Leon Edwards. And he's made the right me. decision, as far as I'm concerned, by coming out and saying it, even though there's nothing signed yet, just to let people yes, know. Because uh, Tyron Woodley has definitely. turned down a lot of fights in the past. So if this doesn't happen, people will know that, look, Edwards had signed on the dotted line. He's at the top of the division. Who else does Woodley want to fight at this yeah, stage? He's coming I, off a loss. I, I think it must be frustrating for Leon. Obviously, well, what's gone on, and then you know, you know, I think we'll even both agree that we want to see fucking Masvidal and Diaz yeah, yeah. as much as it's oh, it, it hurt. Everyone wants to see it. It was just unfortunate the timing, but yeah, you got to feel sorry for him in terms of that. And I think he's, as you just said, there he's reacted and maybe planted the seed in, in their heads for them to get engaged in this scrap. And I think it's a very, very good idea. Obviously, what happened again to him with Masvidal Diaz must really have had him thinking and going, fuck, what am I going to do next here? Yeah. But hopefully this one's going to get sealed down on co-main event, as you said, for uh, Chandra Dean. I think that's the one thing that will appeal to Woodley. Like, will he be able to get some of that McGregor pay-per-view money? Like, will he be able to get something like that? Um, well, it's, it, it makes sense for Woodley because, as you said there, you know, with, with he's Connor back the in the limelight yeah, in the yeah. car with Connor there. So, yeah, it, it, it makes sense for Leon as well. What a statement, though, it would be if Edwards goes out and beats him after all the shit people are talking to Leon when they when yeah. he was talking about the tail fight. It, no, I totally Like, I mean, totally <laughs> look agree. what Woodley did the tail and then he goes out and beats Woodley. But look, look at the platform it is. If, if You know, you can't be denied then because, you know, once Connor's back, I'm sure when I we be looking at two million pay per view buys, two million pay per view fucking ah, eyes. I, I don't know. People say it's going to be a lot less because well, of the maybe, ESPN yeah, thing, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Probably will be with the new ESPN. One thing. million say would like everyone's kind of saying to me at the moment like one million is oh my god if you hit that during yeah. the ESPN area, you know? It's like whoa. They're even saying with Connor, they don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Nah, he will. Yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah, he will. And um, I think, you know, those eyes with Leon Edwards in the co-main event as well, it's, you know, all that sort of fits in nicely for Leon and puts more eyes on Leon. So, basically, he's putting him in a self, he's putting himself in a position where he actually just can't be fucking denied if he goes out and beats Tyron Woodley. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, we will talk about Joy Herbert's fantastic display a little bit later. We're going to hear from Joy, and we're also going to break, have a look at that Cage Warriors card, a bit more depth in part two of the show. Um, but Saladin Parnas uh, against Ivan Butchinger, uh, you know, he's 4-0 so far with KSW. He's beaten the best veterans KSW have to offer. Trying to bring in a Russian stalwart, a, a 10-year veteran. A guy, you know, a lot of people probably know Ivan Butchinger more than mostly for that kind of being on the end of that highlight reel knockout to Conor McGregor, that left hook, the the left hook that secured his second cage warrior's title and opened the door to the UFC for him. So, um, but 
you know, if you think that's all there is to Budging, you're very wrong. He's a former M1 Challenge champion. He's a former Cage Warriors champion. A brilliantly well-rounded fighter. And um, can't wait for that card now. We'll, we'll call it off and, um, and ask him. And also Janikowski on that card. I mean, they're going to end the year with a big bang KSW. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how Parnas gets on against Butchinger. And what about Ben Cartledge? Just last of all, uh, I already said congratulations, but great achievement, isn't it? You don't see that a lot, like a, a UK judge being flown across the water to officiate these events. Yeah, and I think it just shows you how much of a proper um, job Ben does and how professional he is. Um, bars tweeting, might I add, um, oh, to me, slating me. That was but, hilarious. <laughs> no, nah, great guy, really professional. Um, you know, we, we used to speak to Ben on, on the show and, um, you know, he's really good at breaking down and what criteria a judge should use. Yeah, I understand or, it way more after talking to, to Ben. Like, yeah. You know, like he's... He's literally taken me through things a number of occasions, um, and I'm sure we're going to have. You know, him. he was the first one like, a couple of years ago to to even put my idea of watching, you know, a fight with the commentary off. It's just something you just don't think of when you're you're. That's your home. idea, was it? No, that was Ben's idea to <laughs> to me. But but sometimes you, you know, three four years ago, we wouldn't have really thought about that. Yeah, Joe Rogan's been shouting about um, it for about ten years. Yeah, now. but listen, who listens to Joe really? Because only twenty five million people yeah, well, an like, episode. More people listen to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but no, no, you know, sometimes he just simplifies things a lot more in the. Crisis. Theory and he and he, he puts it in the context of where I think um, you know we sort of fucking maybe take a little bit away and and, and we sort of implement it in our criteria when we're actually scoring a fight. So listen, props to Ben, great guy and a, a fantastic judge. Um, let's get on to some talking points here. Um, the McGregor press conference was a big deal last week. Um, he seems to be very driven. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, he seems to have a real both in him, I guess you'd say, from them press conferences. Um, obviously, he announced that January 18 return, really blown away by the lack of traction it had in Ireland, to be quite honest, like the lack of buzz I had over here. Well, not really surprised, I guess, but, you know, interesting to see that nobody really seems to care all that much over here, right? I think people care. I just think people are unwilling to um, actually sort of speak about it and talk about it because... Of obviously, um, you know, the incident in the, in the pub when, when he, he cracked that uh, old gentleman, I think that's put a lot of people off. And Connor. other things we can't talk about yeah, for legal reasons. Of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ireland's a small place, man. Uh, <laughs> fucking is. You, you know, <laughs> it, it really is. And I think the smaller the country and, you know, things go on um, in this country or something um, happens like that in terms of, um, you know, him punching a guy in a pub. And I think, you know, because we're so small, like, you walk fucking Dublin in two minutes. It's fucking tiny. It's not like America where you go to New York and there's 10 million fucking people floating around. Like, um, so I think the whole issue um, with the press conference there was really surprising to me, the amount of Russians. And, like, did you see, I think it was Dennis Goyko put, like, a shot. Of the media asking for selfies. Fuck yeah, all that man. crap. Anyway, no, but the amount of media that were there in Russia, like, it was crazy. I don't. There I, was, man. There, there was a lot, but I mean, there was the same amount at Stoilbender's fight. You know what I mean? Like it's no, but just for one guy. What, what I'm saying. Well, he's the biggest of, star in the sport. Like, yeah, I know. You know? Yeah, no, I'm still, you know, a bit taken back by the by the Russian media coverage on him. Well, um, I was just taken back by him all queuing up for selfies after. Well, that was just you know stupid. Should be banned. Um, um, one thing that really didn't sit well with me in that, uh, you look. We've said it. Everybody said it. Like I'm as I've said on Twitter. Like I'm not breaking any news here, but this is. This is already getting very sinister. Um, like, I mean, it's already, like, the way he's talking about these things, uh, the Dagestani people, it's 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 gross. Like, it's it's not good. Um, here's the quotes here. 
like just imagine right if, if you can't put this into ta- uh, context right like imagine um you're an irish man and an english person saying this about you he can run and he does run, it's in the nature of the Dagestani man to run. Every great Russian knows this about the Dagestani men. Every Chechen knows this about the Dagestani men. They run and they cower. That's it. And that's what you're seeing with Khabib. He is running and he is cowering away like he did in Brooklyn when I showed up that day. I mean, what do you think of that? Like, I, I think it's I think it's a terrible way. Look, I think it's, it's even starting on a worse footing than the last fight started off on. You know, like this, we, we are potentially like, a number of years away from this fight and that's how we're building it that's the that's the fire we're setting for that like it's it's well was it ever going to get any better was was it like? well that's worse that's way worse is what i'm saying it's not better like it's not like it's gone it's lowered the tone again as far as i'm concerned like you you see that man throwing a bottle at connor like that a whole nation of people feel that way like i mean that's it's not a good thing to be selling a fight off a of hate speech, like you know. Yeah, no, no. I, listen, I agree with you, and uh, you know, maybe like whatever. It is look, a and I understand. Away. I understand that Habib on Twitter they had that back and forth, and and Habib said something very personal. Yeah. you know, that's going on at the moment that we can't speak about. He he attacked him that way, and I understand that would roll you up. But then to then put it on the people is, I think is is just very bad luck. I think it's a very bad luck for the sport. Yeah, no. Listen, you know. I agree. I don't agree with any of this chat between the two of them. I didn't agree with it when it was in, you know, obviously the build up to the last fight. But um, you know, this, there's no excuse for it. There, there isn't really. Um, I couldn't believe it, man. When he started going down that road, I was like, oh my god, man. You know, do you think that was purpose? He said. Oh yeah, like I like I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that he's trying to uh, get the Russian people on his side. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think that's yeah, that's that's like, there's plainly a, there's obvious. A cr- incredible amount of civil war going on between these. Yeah, the, there always ha- always yeah, has yeah. been. You know, it's a long history. You know, Chechnya, Dagestan, Russia, Chechnya, all that. But look, look, just for for you, for me, yeah. I'll say it to you. Yeah. I'm an English dude. He can run and he does run. It's in the nature of Irish men to run. Every great Englishman knows this about Irish men. Every Scotch man knows this about Irish men. They run and they cower. How would that make you feel if someone said that to you? I'd agree. <laughs> no, no, obviously not. You know, obviously it would, it would set a fire on me. And yeah, listen, that's what he wants. Red want. That's what he wants. Oh. And maybe, listen, you know, I think, I think maybe there's a certain element that things got so out of hand the last time that he just doesn't give a fuck anymore. That's, that's pretty much what we get from what he says these days, you know, and, and Habib's pretty much the same in terms of, you know, walking out of media. Does he not want to address these issues? You know, that's the surprising thing to me that he hasn't reported and he's walked out of press conference and things like that as well. I well. think walking out of press conference is better than saying, yeah, you well, know, yeah, 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 Irish yeah, people are cowards. It, it is, it is, it is. And, um, yeah, listen, it doesn't doesn't particularly sit well with me, this, this whole narrative between the two of them hasn't. Um, but, like, you know, what what do you say? What do you say? What you can say be done? that's a disgrace. It I guess is, that's yeah, all no, I'm no, saying. I, 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 you know, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I do agree. Yeah. And just like with is like the thing that's that's gets is surprising me the most about it. Like for a guy that's on such bad terms with the public at the moment, like this isn't doing anything for him, right? Like I mean, everybody was keeps talking about oh the the McGregor PR machine. How like how are you going to win people back over? Well, that's, I don't I don't think people give a shit here, as you said, because it hasn't been covered. That yeah. hasn't been mentioned to me. Even you know, uh, I, I guess his ja- announced January eighteen return yeah. has been mentioned, that has but, been mentioned. But yeah. the press conference and the content, what was said in the press conference, has not been mentioned here. And I think you know a, a number of people have seen it. Obviously, the the MMA community and people like that. But you know, even people you know out for a point there the other night. And Pe- uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting. People are texting me going like, "Did you hear what he said there?" Like, I mean, oh, 
Like, I don't feel like he represents us anymore. You know, yeah. like, I feel like, I mean, I know that's a lot of people are saying that, but people were pretty, like, people were pretty dumbfounded by it. Like, they're like, what? Jeez. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But, but, but I think, you know, what I was going to allude to there was, you know, I think people here were aware that Connor was back fighting, you know, oh, McGregor's fighting again, but they didn't. Uh, maybe the casual fan didn't know the actual context of what was said in the press conference. Yeah. So I found yeah. that interesting. But, you know, th- they still know that he's announced that he's coming back to fight. Yeah. Uh, the three-tier plan that he has, um, we're going to get on to the opponent next because Noel has some really good stuff on that. But the three-tier plan, uh, the fight in January, then fight the winner of Masvidal Diaz and then obviously look for this inevitable rematch in Moscow with Habib Nurmagomedov. Um, Never happened. takes on that. January fight, great, great to see him back in there. Uh, probably a good idea to fight Masvidal or Diaz because they're going to have a lot of hype coming off of that. But please don't do that fight in Moscow. If you're going to rematch those guys, I mean, just let's do it, do it in America again or something because uh, I don't, I really don't see that going very well. With that speech being used, all that stuff no, being I agree. used, driving I mean, up. Listen, it's not going to be in Moscow. That's bullshit. It's, that's just Connor talking. It, it, they won't go near Moscow to do that fight. I guarantee, I guarantee you that. They, they need to maximize profits. They have yeah. to do it somewhere else, yeah, right? they won't. They should probably do it behind closed doors, if we're, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> might, might work out a bit better for everyone. Um, but yeah, listen. Um, I'm actually sick of being like having to talk uh, like about stuff outside of mixed martial arts. Just people, just how much of a let, like how frustrating it is at the moment. Do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's it's massively frustrating. But I suppose that's what what comes with the territory. Not being able to discuss it, everything as well is is hard. I think. For yeah, us. no, of course it is. Um, yeah, it's it's and especially when you see some of the the, the ill informed. Oh um, man! People on Twitter and they're going, "Oh, Irish journalists." Sorry, mate. Do you fucking know the libel laws here? <laughs> you know, I had, had a bloody. St- you have to do them here as well. Like, you know, I've had two sit downs in the last year, and I still don't fucking understand half them. But I know, I know what you can and cannot say. And listen, just, just, just look up the real book, man. You and McKenna, I think, put out an, actually a decent tweet about what everybody you can, has. Like, but I mean, yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, um, about the January eighteenth fight. You had some good intel there. Yeah. You you believe it's Donald Cerrone, right? I am convinced it's Donald Cerrone. Um, Duke Rufus last week, um, obviously, you know, uh, Andy Pettis and him fought before, and Duke put out a tweet, uh, sorry, on his Facebook page, saying that um, both That's impressive, fighters, a tweet on a Facebook page? Sorry, Fucking yeah, hell. shut up. Um, <laughs> um, basically, Duke put out a post saying that they both agreed and the UFC had offered... Uh, team Pettis, Donald Cerrone, and they both agreed to do the rematch. And obviously, the news of McGregor's return to the cage um, when he had that press conference on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday? Whatever Wednesday. day it was. Um, I got on to Mr. Rufus, and Duke said that the UFC said um, Donald Cerrone was now unavailable to fight. Dun, dun, dun. So that leads to me um, saying that Conor McGregor is going to be fighting Donald Cerrone um, in January, I'd imagine. And I think maybe it's just about getting maybe Donald's side over the line now. I think Conor's obviously most did of the on Did you not see tweeted that great picture of the Budweiser beside the proper 12? Oh, did he? Well, Donald loves stirring the shit like, as well. Like He's always posting stuff you know, I love other, that. Other I love that the Irish people are once again just represented by oh, yeah. alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> great isn't it fucking yeah. well back in the 1800s but no listen it is you know we talked about this fight before I liked it before I know you didn't particularly like it um, yeah, it, it does make sense I think. it makes more sense than Frankie yeah it does it does it does and um, 
I think, you know, Cowboy's obviously a guy who's been up and down and he's been floating around, hasn't been really on a, a massive swing of momentum or shift of momentum. We don't know where Conor McGregor's at in terms of his fighting ability. So I think it's going to be a very interesting one. It's a risky fight for both uh, guys, and I think for Connor, it's obviously a massively risky fight, but it's one I could see him actually overcoming. Um, but I think that is the fight we're going to see. Do, do you agree? Yeah, I think, yeah, based on what you got there, I think um, mm. I think it's very likely. And, of course, Ariel tweeted, Ariel Awani tweeted that uh, Gaethje and Cerrone were front runners as well yeah. around the same time yeah. as you were getting this. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say, though, with Ali managing uh, Justin Gaethje, does that give it? Like, I mean, we've seen it so many times. It comes down to one of Ali's guys against another guy, mm. and it usually goes with the Ali guy. You know, it does. Yeah, it does. But I think, um, I think Connor will have a big say in who he's going to fight. In this I don't know, but well. it appears from the press conference and what he's saying that there he did a press conference in Kiev. I believe he said he knew the opponent though. He did, but he does seem to have be at loggerheads with the UFC. He referred to them as a crafty company. He referred to them mm. as, as switching the goalposts on them and stuff like that. So, you know, as as good as the intel is, I wouldn't be surprised if, if yeah. Gaethje suddenly got that fight. And I don't think that's... I think that's a, one of the worst fights for him. Yeah, I right. think it's a terrible fight for Conor. Um, just because of, obviously, what Gaethje brings. But, They're both pressure fighters. Both yeah. well used. Like, I mean... Yeah, and I think, you know, let's be honest, I think, you know, Justin Gaethje probably has more skills in terms of his wrestling than Donald. He's, he's stronger in that area and it's, it's an area that we, we don't see an awful lot from him. But he actually is such a good fucking wrestler. Um, but yeah, I would not be surprised on that. But you would think um, if, if Connor was to agree in a fight, it would be the Cowboy one. It would make more sense. I think there's more of a chance for him to make a statement there if he wants to really start looking at this Habib fight next year um, at some point. Absolutely. Just finally, um, as we're talking about Connor, um, Tyson Fury has said uh, he's going to move to MMA. This time, it's a lot more well received than it was the first time. I believe he said he was going to fight Cain Velasquez, and people were like, <laughs> "Someone's tweeting Greg Hardy. I think that's a great idea if Greg wins in 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 Moscow. Do the two of them? Why not? Like, yeah, why not? And like, they're both you know good names, good sell, good draw. Throw them fucking uh, you know co-main event on a Habib or McGregor pay per view sometime next year. Why why not? Like. Uh, I, like I mean, th- it's hard enough to get Conor McGregor to fight these days. Yeah. Never mind train Tyson Fury. Well, for a fight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he's fucking. I don't know where he's getting that from. Like, imagine him trying oh, to wait, you? wait for Conor. Oh yeah, I'll be down there in an hour. You'll be six hours later. Do you want Tyson to train at four a.m. every rubbish? <laughs> like the the chances of that, I presume he's just talking about coming over here working with. Uh, I wouldn't know, be surprised if they did have a chat uh, somehow about it, him and Conor, but. To think that Connor's going to be training yeah. him. Come on, man. Uh, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Yeah, listen. A pinch of salt will take that one way. But listen, you, you don't know a Fury. Fury's a mad bastard, man. If there's one guy, <laughs> yes, if there's one guy, if there's one guy that would do it, it would be fucking Tyson Fury. So um, He's such good crack. He is good crack, but listen, do we really want to see it? It's, it's yeah. not, but it's not... <laughs> it's but the heavyweight champion of the yeah, world, but man. Yeah, that's the, that's the intriguing thing, I think, about it, is that... It's you know, like the, it, be, the most... The, the biggest name and one of the biggest names in boxing it's not like doubt. that flute last week Jake Hager from the WWE fighting it's obviously you know different <laughs> but, flute. but <laughs> you know what I mean it, it, it is it, I, I, I like to see it I really would I think it'd be great great for martial arts as well and it just sort of shows you where is boxing not again at the moment it's sort of gone ah, heavyweight boxing's great at the moment man but yeah with Fury not there is it it's so well it's, it's basically like they're all I think Fury like, sort of brought it back to life dude I know but McGre- like basically Fury is, is putting himself in the McGregor situation where he has so <laughs> many options each way that his promoter yeah. will have to pay him way more money of course Eddie yeah, Heron's yeah. fucking shit in the bed every time he does one of these interviews it's like for fuck's sake he's not Eddie Heron yeah he is I think is yeah. he yeah, I, think I don't so. have a fucking clue yeah, yeah. but um 
We'll have Izzel be on giving us debt there if he's yeah. not one of uh, Heron's guys. But listen, yeah, it's been it's been a weird week. Um, you know, I don't think he is one of Heron's guys because he's always giving Joshua and Heron shit. Anyway, who doesn't cares? matter. Fuck boxing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, no, listen, it's been a weird week, and I think you know, obviously, a lot of fucked up shit going on in, in, in mixed mark. There is like you know, in terms of the press conference, all that. Like, it's just hard sometimes to compartmentalize and, and where to put things. You get a bit muddled. But yes, let's just hopefully. Look forward to, you know, something happening and something <laughs> fun happening and good happening in, in 2020 because I think sort of we need some injection of positivity back into the Well, I, I feel like that's happening. And then when Connor comes back, it's gone back to this fucking... Yeah, well, I think Israel was great a couple of weeks ago. That yeah, Israel, like. uh, look at Jorge Masvidal and Nate yeah. Diaz, not talking shit, all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll probably talk about the Nate Diaz situation yeah, 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 uh, yeah, when we're on. previewing the card later on. But um, look... From one elite heavyweight and Tyson Fury to another, Mr. Cyril Gann, who went to 2-0 with the UFC with a second submission win. Um, look, the audio is not fantastic here uh, because Coach Fernand and Cyril rang me while they're in the airport. Now, we're lucky to get a word with them at all. Um, so, really, really grateful that they had the time for us. They're doing great things in the UFC. I love watching this fight, guy fight. I've been onto him uh, for a long time. Uh, he was in one of my prospects lists, uh, I think earlier this year, when he was TKO champion at just 2-0. and um, A fantastic fighter, a huge, huge future ahead of him. And uh, he told me before the fight that he thinks he's going to be the man to headline UFC's first event in France. So we'll leave you with this and uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. And now, once again, we are joined by the man who was the talk of the town after UFC Singapore, Mr. Cyril Gann, who uncharacteristically, uncharacteristically scored another submission win in his second UFC outing. That's two in two appearances. And, of course, he got that big bonus as well. Uh, we have Coach Fernand Lopez here helping us um, translate. So uh, a big hello to uh, Coach Fernand and Cyril. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hello, hello. Hey, hi. I'm fine. So uh, la question. No, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, Siri, Siri, fine, it's fine, so uh, uh, we are glad to be in this process, so uh, we're yet to run, if you have any, we are ready. Yes, I, I was just wondering, is he surprised that he got another submission win, because he said after his debut that he was surprised he got a submission? This time that wasn't a surprise because we work on that. We work specifically on uh, some uh, submission, uh, including the, the interlock in, in the gym and in the family in Singapore. So that wasn't a surprise at all. How much does the bonus mean to him? Is this a, a life-changing amount of money for him, or is it just um, nice to be coming home with some more money? Is it a is it a big life-changing amount of money for him? Okay. Yeah, I said that uh, that, that bonus is uh, mean a lot for him, and because this is the first time that he have that kind of amount of money, and uh, for sure, 
goal match shot to use it uh, properly for a good cause. Does he know what he wants to spend it on yet? Has he thought about how he will spend it? Okay, uh, I should say schedule for Dombénus. Yeah, yeah, I'm... Uh, Ce que je veux avec mon bonus, c'est pouvoir mettre ma famille à l'abri. Donc, euh, investir dans un logement plus grand que celui dans lequel je suis actuellement. Okay. Et c'est à la, ils, uh, ils ont le way to buy a new house and, uh, that bonus will help him to, to finalize, uh, the, you know, the acquisition of the, the new home for his family. Amazing. Amazing. For a guy like Cyril, who is so famous for his knockout power, um, does he think about his first knockout in the UFC a lot? How, how dramatic does he think Hello? his first knockout will be? Ça n'est pas du tout la pression parce que je n'ai pas spécialement envie de trouver au stade que je peux faire ci ou faire ça. J'ai déjà prouvé d'ailleurs que je peux mettre KO. Donc, euh... Well, il uh, uh, said, uh, 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 said, I don't have any pressure on that kind of thinking because I know what I'm capable of. I know that I, I have to look at power. I prove that. Uh, already in the past with the big gloves in the, in, the, in the Muay Thai or kickboxing. So uh, I'm not worried about that. I proved that in, the, in, the, in my previous fight before the UC. Uh, I'm not chasing the KO that will come. Uh, when the opportunity will be there, I will be there to knock people out. So I'm not rushing for that. How close did he feel the fight was to be finished at the end of the first round? He was landing big shots on the ground. And I felt that the fight could have been stopped. Did he think it could have been stopped? Est-ce que tu penses d'abord dû être arrêté au premier round? Est-ce que tu as pensé que tu as fait ce qui était nécessaire? Non, je pense que l'arbitre a fait plus. Je pense que je pense qu'il aurait fallu que je sois soit un peu plus précis, soit il m'aurait fallu cinq secondes de plus. He said no. He said um, the, the the I think that the referee was fair enough. Uh, it should have been more precise, more accuracy. Uh, it should have more accuracy and uh, eventually have two more seconds or two more seconds so it, 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 to, to, to finish the fight. But uh, the fight was fair. The, the, the call was good. Right, right. Um, you know, for his next fight, I know Cyril doesn't like to call anyone out. He is called the good kid. Um, but is there anyone in the division that he would like to fight? Maybe a veteran or somebody that ha is known more to fans. Um, is there anyone that he has his eye on that he would think would make for an interesting fight for his next fight? Est-ce que y a, il sait que tu tu t'appelles le bon gamin que tu n'aimes pas provoquer les gens, pédir les gens parce qu'il y a quelqu'un qui te fait plaisir dans la division que tu vas no, no, I do not have any name. I don't have any name. I don't 
like if you're looking forward to get busy, you just want to have a fight before the end of the year. That's it. No matter who, no matter where, no matter when. Uh, but you don't want to. To I mean, like he's crossing the matchmaking of the UFC, and, and that's it. You say before the end of the year, uh, Coach Fernand, does Cyril want to fight? Uh, does he have any date in mind that he could fight on? Because yeah. he, he is very active, right, at the moment. I was wondering when he would like to fight. He veut savoir pourquoi tu me récommandes. Pourquoi tu es si actif? Pourquoi tu me récommandes? Parce que j'ai l'impression d'être comme un jeune entrepreneur et un jeune entrepreneur, c'est une bonne bande d'activité. I feel like it's like um, uh, you know a, a new businessman that uh, you just got to the activity and you need to invest yourself even more than all businessmen so you can you know so so, so you can uh, have some income so you feel like you need to work more you feel like you need to keep keep busy and, and learn because the fact that this is a job and you feel like every time that you fight. You're not only winning the fight, but you, you, you know, so the experience, you feel like you're learning. So he hoped maybe he could fight at UFC 245 on uh, December 14th. Would that appeal to him? Uh, uh, you mean the, the, which one? The, in Vegas? The, one, the, the last one is, is the car in, in, in South Korea. Yes, yeah. Busan, that's right, yes. Um, he would like to fight there in South Korea? Yeah, the city of Busan. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, I think uh, we have a, I have, I have a big event that I'm launching with one of the powerful um, uh, mass media in France, named Vivendi, that, that, that event will take place 14 December in Dakar, Senegal, in Africa. And uh, friends and uh, Cyril will be a um, uh, guest in that event. So for sure, he will not be available to fight in Vegas that day, because uh, most of the fighters, the good fighters in France and Europe, will be there to to see that fight, uh, which is one of the major uh, event that uh, will be uh, starting on the 14 December. So Amazing. Uh, we probably want to be in. Yeah, so we probably want him to be in one of the cards before that if there's some uh, some injury or whatever that they need someone. Or then uh, add a new fight in the Bhutan or whatever he is. And, and, and then he will be available. He will make himself available because now he's free injured. Who would you like to see him fight, Fernand? I mean, I know Cyril doesn't like calling people out, but do you have someone in your mind that you would like to see him fight next? Now, to be honest with you, at this point, in my in my mind, there are always people that I would like to see him uh, because I know the game, because I know people there, uh, I, I know uh, the fighter there, I know what they can bring in the table. But at the same time, uh, I trust the uh, I trust the, the matchmaking. Uh, what I know is that, like in the next card. In uh, in uh, Washington, there will be like two uh, two fight two every week fight. The, that means there's four people there. If someone get any problem there, see to step in, no matter who it is. 
Amazing, amazing. Uh, Coach Fernand and Cyril, thank you guys so much. You have joined us from the airport today, and I know you guys are running around and very busy, so thank you so much for joining us again, and I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you. I'm very sorry for the communication. We are in, in, trans, in translation, so it's not easy for us to have the, 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 the good spot to talk with you without having a lot of noise, but I thank you to have us this MMA party. No problem, my friend. Thank you so much, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. And thank you very much to Coach Fernand Lopez and Cyril Gann after another submission win. Who'd have thunk it, huh? The knockout artist with the fantastic heel hooks. A bit like myself, to be honest. Yeah, savage. (laughs) But um, moving on from that, let's take a look at the arse load of MMA that happened last weekend to the joy of me and Noel. Fucking hell. Can you give us just one night off over the weekend? Um, all right, here we go. Um, f- let's start off with the main event. Damian Moy and Askren. I love this. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, really, really good fight. I really enjoyed it. There were so many intricate little things that happened in their grappling sequences. Um, unfortunately, it's the best performance of Ben Askren's UFC tenure, and it's a loss. But um, I thought it was a really good fight. Like, I mean, competitive throughout. You know, uh, re- really, really enjoyed it. And um, Moya. Who's go? Who's either forty two now or goes forty two very soon? Looked incredible. Um, really, really intricate detail, and I, for me, he has shown again why he's one of the greatest jujitsu proponents to ever fight. Now, yeah. Uh, to be honest, Jamal, I thought I thought he was going to spark him out in the feet. That one's the left the hands. First. He was landing him left hands. He was just constantly landing, and uh, listen, Askren looked really poor. I thought in the feet. Um, like really did, poor yeah he looks really cumbersome and awkward but did you know it was like as the fight wore on he started to have a lot more success like I mean because I think never, Damien tired a little bit he never looked like Muhammad Ali like, but I'm saying he he, he like made a made a, a correction from earlier in the first round he just kept on going, walking into the clinch that's what he was trying to and then in the second round he was using these stream of jabs he threw about four yeah, jabs but yeah. he actually started connecting yeah. with them and yeah, then connect, two, yeah. connecting with uppercuts in the clinch as well that's right I mean yeah. he's not going to be He's not going to be an elite striker ever. But uh, I did think, as as ugly as it was to watch, it was effective at times, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I actually thought he was, was going to get knocked out in the first round at one point, and that would have been... Imagine Damien might have knocked him out. Yeah. Could have been walking papers right there. But, like, yeah, you know, you would love, obviously, the jits element of Maya was. It was fascinating to watch some of the scrambles and the deck were amazing. Um Really good finish, and yeah, listen. But but like, it's one of those fights, though, PT. I feel like where, where does where does either where does either guy go with with a win at the moment? Like, yeah, I mean, I don't really know, like, because Moya, I mean, as good as he is, and he's on a great win streak, he's proved he's time there. and time again that he ha- can't really can't, put at the very yeah, top. That's my point. And then Ben Askren, you know, a lot of people will feel. And a lot of people did feel as though, you know, they're obviously the Robbie Lawler stoppage mm-hmm. then, you know, got sparked in five seconds and then came in here, loses again. Where, where is his stock at the moment? Well, it's very like, tough to gauge it, man. I see a lot of even media members going ham on this. Like, oh, like, you know, he, he's crap and stuff. That's um, crap. Look, I never thought Ben Askren was the best welterweight We've in the world. We've said this for... I have never thought he was even remotely in the same... League, yeah. Nowhere near. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I never thought that... Uh, We've talked, about, we've talked about this for years. Yeah, like, like I expect him to lose Oscar. all those fights. Yeah, all I, right? agree. I agree. Um, so, I mean, I understand when you, when you talk and you put yourself out there, you're going to be open to a lot more shit than the next person. Like, I mean, his his build-up to that Masvidal fight made Masvidal a star. Yes. that's the, There is a power to it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But um, you're, you're going to get it in the neck when you lose. But 
he fought really well. Like, I mean, there, there was some very interesting things he did in that fight um, that I was geeking out on a bit. Um, Sorry, I'm starting to drop my, like a, a lot of people, A lot of people are only talking about, oh, he lost. Like, they failed to, failed to even reference the fact that he had a competitive fight there with yeah. Damian Moya. Now, I did, full disclosure, I know Ben Askren thought he won the first two rounds. I scored them both for Moya. Oh, he um, did as well. Because... Look, even though he was having more success um, from the first half of the second round, as soon as he took Moya down, Moya attacked him with a triangle, yeah, yeah. plata, mounted him, yeah. took his back. I mean, that's a, that's beating the shit out of someone if you're on the feet. You know what I mean? That is annihilating someone if you're on the feet. So, um, look, I just don't get it. Um, from I get it from the fans. You're going to anticipate they're going to get onto you. Oh, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, yeah, you yeah. got the full buffet again, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but... Like, people rejoicing in his defeat. Um, it's pretty sad. From the other side of the camera is pretty weird. Um, I agree. But uh, Stevie Ray, big, huge, biggest UFC win of his career? Easily, hands yeah. down. And uh, I think Michael Johnson, um, in terms of what he did in the fight, you know, uh, was the first round or second round that was really close? Uh, first, I thought first and second were close, to be honest. I but, think uh, one of them was maybe slightly closer, but I, think, I actually think I had a maybe Johnson two up. Was that right? In the first two rounds and then... 10-8 and the last could have been even yeah, a draw no, you could, could you could have done, you, yeah you could have been right there um, I I think a lot of people might have scored Stevie the first one they might have because he landed a lot of leg kicks and then sorry uh, the first one for Stevie second one um, for, Johnson. for Johnson and then you know you're looking possibly at a 10-8 in yeah. the last but maybe if you look again at the time of that round it isn't a 10-8 like his, Johnson did for two and a half minutes probably have the Tune upper him up tuned him up in that round look really good on the feet but again Michael Johnson we've seen this like his last three or four fights I think the, the featherweight um, you know the featherweight experiment was a total waste of time really for him because he's just such a big guy and you know he he's a 155er out and out but if you looked at it again man he's he's been you know he's made a little error that's fucking cost him a fight and it's actually happened in his last three or four fights he looked so well and one error has literally cost him his last three or four fights I don't know if it was his error as much as it was uh, Stevie being very smart in that situation. Like, yeah. I mean, he needed he had a last roll of the dice situation right there. Like, he had to make something happen, and he fucking did. That takedown was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And it was the work class. rate he put in as soon as On he got ground, him down, the elbows at the he, end did, as well. he didn't stop, man. And um, I think the biggest mistake Stevie Ray made in this fight is calling for a bonus afterwards. Yeah, we were chatting he, about it. You're chatting <laughs> he that probably would have fucking got one yeah. if he didn't do I it. I want the kids to that minibus, Dina. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets his minibus. Yes, Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, big time. But, um, Stevie's a good lad. He but is. He is. And listen, very, you know, des- deserve. I had no problems with the scorecard. I know some people are moaning about it. I saw some uproar online. Oh, really? Um, MMA fans were moaning about something? N- not even fans. Breaking news. There was fighters and stuff as well that were right. uh, giving out about it. But yeah, um, I had no problem with it. And, you know, best wish to Stevie. But I'm just disappointed with Michael Johnson. I again, can understand. I, I, I can understand Johnson. Like, when, when I, I knew it was going to be a close yeah. decision either yeah, way. Because yeah. the first two rounds are too, so yeah. close. I'm like, whoever wins this, or if it's a draw, it's no problem. people no are going to be scratching their heads. I don't have a problem with yeah. it. Um, but frustrated, I'd say, from, from Michael Johnson's point of view. Oh, yeah. The last two minutes yeah. of the fight basically cost yeah. him the whole fight. Yeah. Um, let's move it on then uh, to... Mr. Benita Ayush was fantastic. I don't know if you saw that fight. I did. All, all just two minutes of fucking brilliance, it really. It was class. Um, Cyril Gann, um, of course, we spoke to him earlier. That heel hook finish. Unbelievable. He's looking brilliant. It's going exactly how he had planned. Some tank in the boy as well. Like. Oh, stop, man. For the size of Yeah, it's you're, amazing. He's still very light in his feet in the yeah. third round and stuff like that. I mean, I don't look like he doesn't look like a guy that's killing himself to make that weight, mm. but he's all there, man. He's a, he's a bona fide heavyweight. There's I no s- doubt about it. Deal whoop his ass, but anyway, yeah. 
Look, yeah, we can't introduce you <laughs> to this division. No. Um, Salikov gets his third win in a row. Uh, the Sanda Master showcasing some fabulous kicking skills. Yeah, it was unreal. En route to uh, victory over Loreno Starpoli. Um, really, Those body kicks. Yeah, the, the spinning back kicks, beautiful. Like, I mean, this guy came in and he lost the decision, I, I think, and everybody was like, or else he got submitted, I can't remember. And everyone was like, oh, well, that was a load of bollocks. He's yeah. huge in China, like a huge yeah. name. Called for the leech after that fight. Yeah. It's a brilliant fight to make for China. It's Dude. a brilliant fight to make for them. Um, just in terms of European, we'll go. Fiziev got a decision win. Um, Movsar Ivloviev got a win over Enrique Barzola, who you think looks like Alexi Sanchez, who yeah, we, he does we learned on the night. Sergei Pavlovich um, called that one. An early KO win over Maurice Green. Really bounced back from that first loss to Alistair Overeem. He's, he's a long way from his gold medals, isn't he now? <laughs> hey. Whoop, whoop. Um, and Luke Bin Mee. I just thought I'd mention from Thailand, absolutely phenomenal um, with a split decision win there. She looks vicious as fuck. I can't wait to see her fight again. She does. Um, from a European perspective, the most important thing after UFC was probably Cage Warriors because there was a Cage Warriors title on the line. And as we know, they uh, dictate to a large extent who will be the next person in the UFC. And I have to tell you, I absolutely believe Joy Herbert is ready for the UFC after that. He bet... He he completely overwhelmed Kane Carrizosa. Like I Brilliant. mean, it wasn't. He looks so fucking fluid Brilliant. when he's striking, doesn't and, he? And the other thing, maybe that wasn't caught up on. Um, he's really improved in terms, and we talked about it as well. He took a lot of, you know, he came back from adversity. There, there was none of that in this fight. He was actually defending exceptionally well. Um, he took maybe one or two shots in the whole fight, even up against the cage. And once he had him in the clinch, man, it was. You know, there was nothing that Cariosa could do. He was fucking he owning He was out him. on his feet. Owning him. He could not believe... I don't think you could actually believe how quickly mm. Joey Herbert was able to hit him with his backhand, shoot him up to the body, knee him. Like, he was doing yeah. fucking everything. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing people w- would say about Herbert, um, based on one fight, really, was against... Uh, no, O'Keefe okay, was right. when he got taken down right. and, and controlled. But the second he got up, he, he knocked he O'Keefe out. And that's yeah. what I mean. You know, but, the adversity. But... I guess, like, I think he defended his takedowns very well yeah, against Kari Zosa. He was but based... Been, well, my point is, there's been solid improvements everywhere. Oh, uh, he you looks know, fucking since, amazing. Since the McKee fight, and uh, I think it's a no-brainer now to sign him. In the U- and Cage Warriors were obviously playing that up all week as well. And to go out and do that against the UFC vet, to put that fucking knee up and just, boom, you're, you're out. Like his, If his you're overwhelming out. someone who was determined to be good enough to fight and the best league in the world at one stage in his career. If you're doing that to them, but in one round, as yeah, well. yeah. I mean, come on, just get the get the paper out. And look, as I said to before, um, and we'll speak to Joy Herbert about this later. I'm sure Joy's very confident he's going to mm. get that UFC mm. contract. But if he isn't, Mason Jones v Joy Herbert, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. I saw um, Paddy Dabadi is also saying he's, saw that Twitter, he's pretty yeah. confident that Joy will be signing. And he's saying he should meet uh, Desme. Mm. I mean, I can see Mason Jones having some complaints about that, but um, I'll take any of those fights any way they go. Yeah, no, you know, listen, listen, class. quality, but I, but I, I, I think uh, Joy deserves that now as well. And but, but from a UFC perspective, as I was saying on Twitter yesterday, they look. Leon Edwards is not going to stop badgering them about this Birmingham event. Mm. To do a Birmingham event, you need more Birmingham fighters. We don't know what Tom Breeze's status mm. is at the moment. Who would be a huge name in Birmingham? But Joy Herbert's there. And as Graham Boylan said straight after it, he thinks it's time. That means he's willing to discuss this with the UFC. Get him on board. Yeah. This kid is as exciting as it comes. I really feel like, wow, he is an exciting guy to watch, isn't he? The My black, Jesus. Black, black country badger, as you call him. I fucking called him that. 
in the post fight right up by accident. Oh no! And then so <laughs> again, th- no, but listen, he's Brad Warren sends it to me the next morning. Uh, the legendary Brad Warren, and I was like, oh my god, who did that? And he's like, you did. And I was like, what? Are you gonna even remember? I was like, oh, no way. And then uh, then he goes to me, I know you weren't the only one. Sends me the graphic from Cage Warriors on the night they had the then, Black County Badger. Oh, a Euro bashism making it all the way there in. There you go. There you go. And listen, the, a word for Brad as well. I've never heard as many unbelievables in one night from Brad. The, the commentary, <laughs> that made, the, com- the commentary for the, the main card was fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, just, you know, he, he captivates people when you're watching. You get excited listening to him. Him and Josh, man, they, they yeah. look a well-oiled machine. Like some of you listen to the some of the interactions they have. Um, they're so quick. You know, when something mm. suddenly happens, oh, yeah. just straight away. Pointing it out and uh, really exciting, great stuff. And uh, good, good, good work, lads. Um, Morgan Charrier looks like a serious, serious dude. And I've been blown away by his fan base. Um, absolutely it's unbelievable fan Truman. base. Dean Truman is getting lit up still, which is not good to see, to be honest. Like, guys, mm-hmm. your guy won. Fucking leave it out. Um, Truman, one thing is... Uh, Seems to be accusing Morgan Charrier of, of steroid abuse um, or PED abuse of some kind. Um, but uh, I guess, like, if you are anywhere apart from in the UFC, that, you know, yeah, well, well, aces are wild, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's a wild world. Not, out not there. that I'm saying I think Morgan is on this or whatever, but I'm just saying for any fighter yeah, no, to do yeah. that, oh, you, you, have to, you have to realize that every single fighter you could potentially fight outside yeah. the UFC. Yeah, could be of, on course, the of course, it's just too expensive. You know, you can't, you can't get <laughs> can't USADA in, in time, and, and stuff with water or whoever. Like, so it's just the, the harsh reality of it. And listen, you know, Sharia looked fantastic from what we saw of him. Totally dominated Dean. Um, on and Dean's an and, animal, man. I, yeah, like, I think I he's one of the best 145ers in Europe on his day. Even against Mads Burnell, he had a very competitive fight. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd love to see Mads and Morgan get it on. I know that uh, Mads has already has a fight booked against... Uh, I don't know. in November. Mads Burnell. Oh, how do I not? I can't, I can't even think of who it is yet. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google gonna, that. Yeah, Google it, Google it. Uh, what, did but you see Chris Moore? Oh, he had a few words for him as well after, obviously, in relation to that. And there was a bit, it, it seemed to be a bit about bad blood between himself and uh, Shari, obviously. The stuff, as you mentioned, um, on social media. I didn't think so. it was bad as that. Like, as the fans are treating Dean, I'm like, mm. dude, come on, man. He, he talked like, I'm going to win. You know, whatever it was, uh, like, you know. I, I just don't understand it, like how, no. how a person who's not involved in the fight can take so much joy. Like, yeah, no, when I we agree. are badgering him in the comments, I but agree. I guess when I Dean is, is making accusations like that, it's, it's going to happen. Steve yeah. Amiable is who uh, okay. Mads Burnell is taking on. Jesus, sorry about that. <laughs> Chris Moyer returns. Yeah, and retires. What? Like, I mean, you're on, knocking on the door of the Cartwright fight here. Nah. No, All it right. doesn't matter. And Jack Cartwright's like, oh, he, he he, 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 I'm going to knock you out. And he he's was like making death fucking yeah. cuts to him. He's a, he's a bad motherfucker, isn't he? he Cartwright. Is. Coming in and, and his debut and winning the fucking title. He's a bad, bad He's man. a bad motherfucker. You can just see him sitting there in the yeah. crowd. When I was looking at him in the crowd, I was like, oh, he's it, evil. It, he's him, an evil little Him fucker. and his boys there, I just well, like, I would be sitting probably up in the stands if they were down. In, in, Reminds in me France. of a young Neil Seary. He does actually a little bit, doesn't he? Just don't go near that lad unless you have a blade on you. Jesus. Little critter, um, <laughs> fucking hell! People. He's a dangerous looking dude, though, man. I love that shit. When I was seeing that and him getting pissed off that they're after basically talking to you about this toilet, and you're saying, "No, you're all right." He was yeah. like, "I think he shouted something," but they, they got the camera on him straight he does. after. He, 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 what did he say to me? He goes, "Oh, you don't want this," or I think it was something this year. I don't know what it was, but uh, I, I know he goes, you'll get anyway. knocked, he goes, "You'll get knocked out." Yeah. He goes, ah, like that. But listen, um, yeah, listen. If the guy's hard isn't in it, um, you know, we always talk about that. Don't be getting in there and. 
Well, you're just not going to get the same amount. If they're not going to pay a 20 grand, mate. Yeah. No one's going to pay a 20 grand. <laughs> not outside, yeah. uh, no. not outside the big promotions. But even the UFC. Yeah. Maybe your win and show will get you 20 grand, yeah. but... No, yeah. no one's signing you for 20 grand 100%, 100% like it's nothing to do with Chris Moyer not being a good fighter he's obviously a fucking good fighter if he's beating Brian Bull and it's just you, it's just not going to happen like hard, that yeah, you can't just hard. call your, your price in this sport unfortunately because yeah. mine would be millions yeah. um, Perry Goodwin what a debut at 45 he looked fucking brilliant kicks were leg kicks were excellent in the, but just in to the look that round. fit over, over that three rounds yeah. as, and going down to a lighter weight class yeah. really impressed I think he needed to do it though well, it's so hard to gauge because Reese was enormous. Well, Reese is a fucking. <laughs> that's true. Reese looks like a middleweight, and a mind a welterweight. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, look, really, really good. It was a dominant performance for me all all three rounds, and mm. yeah, a great addition of yeah. forty four for me. To be honest, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's great. Like, if look, I'd love to see Morgan v Perry mm. if they're mm. gonna yeah, if they're gonna not? make something. That, like, let's see a knock. Um, Mick Stanton continues to be unbelievably resurgent at middleweight. 3-0 and oh in the weight class now. Three consecutive wins. Certainly knocking on the door of that James Webb title if uh, yeah. James gets through um, Natoyas mm. in November. I'd no, say. Look, look very well as well. Um, really good main card. You know, picked him up. And I was, what did he, did I think he it choked was, him out. Rear, was it rear naked choke in the end? Rear naked choke, that's right. Choke yeah. in the end. He ground and pound He'd done his knee. His, he blew his, his ACL. Oh, He's Christ. sitting on the ground. He makes like a leg weave. Pulls him to the ground. He, so this, this, so uh, Eunice is on top of him. A unit. The size yeah, of yeah, yeah. He's a big dude, isn't he? Somehow manages to get uh, mix, reverse the situation, moves the half guard, and then takes his back. You're like, man, that that is yeah, yeah, that's some hard work. No, listen, yeah, you know, really, really uh, great card again from Cage Warriors. Always deliver. Um, and I'm intrigued now. Kicking on in a couple of weeks' time here in Cork. Who kept us up till six a.m. this week? It was Bellator. I fell asleep. I'm not gonna lie. I only watched it today, um, but I just hit the kip. Did you not? Sorry, what not. you referenced as the dinosaur fight last week? Did you not watch that between? I Mary did and watch Nelson? it. Yeah, I did. What do you think? It was rubbish. <laughs> it was just boring. It you know it was, but it, it it did what it said in the ten man. And I, I don't know how Bellator keep con- continuing on like this. It sort of puzzles me a little bit, man. Like, there's so much good young talents, and, and they're not really putting them at the top of the cards. Speaking about young talent, how about this is what you do when you sign a red-hot prospect from Scandinavia? Put him in against yeah, Phil, Phil Davis, Davis in his debut. Jesus Christ. Mental. He absolutely overwhelmed him. Yeah. Like, I mean, of course he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, phew, that's crazy matchmaking for me. And then Phil Davis proceeded to call for a, a, Brexen, a tournament. Well, like, Albrechtson should, should be fighting Carl Moore. He should be fighting Lu- Lee totally Chadwick. Agree. All these guys. What well, the th- f- but I think they're running out of things to do with, with Davis, and they're going, oh, shit, it's just sloppy matchmaking. But it's just it's, poor. It, from it's a, lazy matchmaking. Albrechtson, it's a ridiculous yeah. matchup. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, really disappointed with that. Um, Ed Root and Jason Jackson had a fantastic fight, I believe. And finally, Jake Hager kicks a lad in the stones, yeah. has his fight called off. Is it? Do we put it down to inexperience again? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Literally, yeah. Like you know, they were both standing against the cage, and he just gave him a full fucking knee to the balls. On um, a full knee to the balls is a flavor like no other. Yeah, it, you know, I think if you have a few more, you know, four or five, six fights on, on your on your on your book, you're not doing that. No, uh, and with the velocity he was done it as well from the position they're in. I know shit happens, but it just looked very very sloppy. And um, as you said. Um, these inexperienced guys getting in there like um, Greg Hardy Greg Hardy yeah um, disappointing but listen but look there's a, such a huge difference between like a Cyril Gann 
at four and oh than a Greg Hardy at five and whatever the fuck he is, you know? Different ball game, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like from all the toy experience and everything. Uh Douglas Lima and Roy McDonald. I actually quite enjoyed that fight. Um Douglas Lima definitely deserved the win. We talked about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah seemed like that was it was gonna go that way. Um but Paul Daly. Whew, Vicious. That left hook, man. Jesus Christ. Never gets old. It doesn't. You can watch it all the time. It never gets old. I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of it, but yeah, listen. Uh again, like he, He's sort of in that pickle daily. Like it's it's it's, it's just a tough one. I reckon just do him v solid. Him v solid. Do a KSW yeah, yeah, That would be savage, right? Do Imagine freeze. That. Be Bader, yeah, do daily v Saldage. All that catch weight, so no title on the yeah, line, whatever, yeah. because that's going to cause too much fucking problems. Let's just have a bit of crack oh, damn, here, bang, lads. Down. That would be savage. Let's have Him some crack. Him and Saldage will be fucking slick. I'd yeah. like to see that. I really would. I agree. I'm, I'm down with that. All right. There you go. I was pickled for a minute, but I was going to say, you know, MVPs. But you're right, fo- in terms, M- M- you're right in terms of Bellator. There yeah. isn't anything you're like, oh, I'd love yeah, to see him, blah, blah, blah. Like, Doesn't look, man, sad Oad. Come on. Side Oad, yeah. Like, come on. Patrick Mix v Isaiah Chapman. Um, Again. Just uh, Patrick Mix is phenomenal. We're very excited yeah, about him, basically. Definitely. That's That's just all we want to say. Another beautiful, elaborate submission win on the back of his, his debut win against Ricky Bandera. Character as well. Yes. I can't see Bellator rushing James Gallagher into a fight against Patrick Mix. No, I think the more interesting one is uh, Sergio Pettis. Um, Pettis obviously signed. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, for who? For Patrick? For Bellator. Now, I think James Gallagher, you know, in the next, maybe in the next year, I think it's a fight um, Bellator might entertain. And there seems to be a lot. Of, I put out the tweet there when, when I heard he was signing. and seems to be a lot of public interest um, amongst that fight. I think it is. I think it's a good test. Two guys that are very good in the ground. Um, may, you know, I think Sergio wins the, the stand-up battle. But Sergio's not known for his knockout power. I think it's a really good test for both guys. But... I don't think they will do. Not for at least another year. But it, I think it's one that would really get the... Imagine that bit they of main They do a great bantamweight tournament now, couldn't they? They could. Very well could. They could, re, they could redo a but really, But that's what really fucks me off about Bellator. They, they have these, as we always talk about, these young guys, and then they just sort of get lost in... Pardon the pun, the mix. Um, right. Do you want me to say something controversial? Go on. Part Ser- of the featherweight tournament. They've done a great job. Sergio Pettis fights James Galler. It's... The biggest, in terms of public interest, is the biggest fight of his career, I'd say. I know, that's my whole point. It would be, wouldn't it, Sergio Pettis? That's like, my point, I mean, yeah. he, he, like, look, this is a guy who fought Joseph Benavidez, He's Henry fought, Cejudo. Fought for a world title. Yeah. But it, if he fought, if he fought James Gallagher, it'd be bigger than those fights. That's what I think. Like, in terms of public interest in uh, Ireland? Yeah, um, no, headline that here would be, be we, we a wild fight. That's what I'm saying. Doing it next, do it maybe next summer, end of next year. Get, you know, get, get, get Pettis in there, get him a fight. And um, maybe get James back in there again, and, and just I think it's time now where we need to see something really sort of big test for James. I think we're at that point now. Uh, I know, you know, Sergio's nah. only twenty six as well. I think they're both young guys. Can I just I say, think it'd be fun? Yeah, I, I disagree to a certain extent because I want to see the slow escalation. Like I don't want to see like they did last time. Here's some dude you never heard of. Here's Ricky Bandeas. Like they can't do that. That's not how you match make. Yeah, I know. I understand yeah. that. Yeah, but but like. Are we at that point now, though? Um, like I'd, I'd start, I'd start certainly considering. I'd love to see the Eleanor fights though. Like Carl Eleanor, give him Dom Wooding, guys like this. Yeah, well, the, we, like we don't know where Carl is at, obviously. Yeah. So. No, no, he's cleared again. Oh, has he been cleared yeah, again? Yeah. All right, great news. I didn't realize. So that. I mean, do, do fights like that? Like show us, like put him against Wooding, yeah. put him against Carl Eleanor. Like you know what I mean? Like we don't have to, we don't have to throw him. And if he gets through them, well, like, 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 Sergio, in in fairness, his last couple of fights, and I, you know. Obviously, he was supposed to fight in December for the UFC, and then it was realized his contract was up. All this 
malarkey. But Sergio hasn't looked particularly good in his last couple of fights as well. I think he'd be the first three losses in his last five. Yeah, so um, that's where we're at. But like, yeah, I would like to see that in the next in the next twelve months. Anyway, I think it's I think it's something we could aim towards. And imagine having that here, man. That'd be a fucking great buzz of a fight to have here in Dublin. Really would. Yeah, it'd be it. huge. Um, yeah. So I guess that's everything we need to talk about. Um, if we left something out. I'm unapologetic. Tough shit. Yeah. yeah. Fuck um, off. There was too much on. Let's get on to... Oh, sorry. Sh- Jason McAteer was in the crowd as well. There you go. At Bellator? No, at Cage Warriors. Well, you see how you've jumped Jay topic Mac- there? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, don't really care. Um, so, right. yeah. Let's move on. Let's get back to the Cage Warriors card. Thank you very much, Noel. And we will now speak to the champion, Joy Herbert, who made a very, very, very big declaration in terms of his future and his uh, proximity to the UFC with a very, very one-sided win over Kane Carrizozo. This guy is exceptional. He's amazing to watch. And I wish him all the best. But let's have a word with Joy Herbert and we will see you again in about 10 minutes. And now, as advertised, we are joined by the Cage Warriors lightweight champion, Joy Herbert, a man who has clearly shown us that he is ready for the UFC with a fantastic striking performance that resulted in the knockout of Kane Carrizozo in the main event of Cage Warriors 109 in his native Birmingham, England. Joy, it doesn't get much better than that, my friend. How are you feeling? Mate, I'm ecstatic. I, I'm buzzing, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy, man. And um, I'm glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, always, always, man. And I mean, this one looked like everything just came together, okay? Like, I mean, you had to come through a little bit of adversity, I'd say, against Jack in your last outing to win the title. But this was just one-sided, basically just an amazing showcase performance against a UFC veteran. I mean, what has the reception been like? I've seen Paddy Pimblett talking about how he thinks uh, you are going to the UFC now. I've seen Leon Edwards on several occasions say that you are ready for this. I saw Graham Boylan immediately after the main event and probably most importantly, Graham Boylan saying, this guy is ready. Does it feel like you've done enough finally to uh, get that call up from the UFC? Because I certainly feel like you have. Yeah, I feel like I've done enough, man. I mean... Come on, like, what more do you want me? To, do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like, freaking hell! Um, what's like? That's three. Was it four? Four stoppages now in the last five fights. Four, five, something like that. And like, three of them have been in the first round. Do you know what I mean? And like that one, the last fight there. Obviously, you, you don't get any more clear than that. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a clear knockout. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know what more you want me to do. You know, what I'm entertaining. Um, you know, so I bring, I bring. I'm always, you know, I'm never in a boring fight. I always bring it. You know what I mean? So. That's what they, that's what they like. They like the entertainment, so they should just sign me up, man. Did you expect to get rid of him that quickly? Like, I mean, it just felt as though no, I didn't. Right, right. Go ahead, tell me about that. I because... didn't. Go on, go on. Sorry, finish your question. Sorry, so, but... so I was just saying because I mean, it, it felt as though I think thirty seconds in, you dropped him, and after that, I was just like, okay, uh, this guy's on bot time now. Is that how you felt? Yeah, after after I dropped him, me, I thought that. Um, I smelled blood a bit then. I thought, yeah, that's it. Then he's, he's get, I'm getting him out of here. Uh, you know, so I didn't, I didn't really back up. Mm. And same as the last fight is Jack. Like I was all, I was in, I was on their side of the cage, like by his corner. I like literally, if he, if he, I got the center, because basically I come out and he let me get the center. And as soon as you let me get the center, like I'm backing you up. You get me, and I'm landing shots on you. And I ain't backing back to my my side of the cage. You're going back to yours, and I'm going to be landing shots on you. You know what I mean? Um, so. But but be honest with you, like you say, going back to what you, you first said in the question about um, did I expect to get him out of there so quick? I, I didn't. Like to be honest with you, I um I watched some of his fights and that, and I noticed like he's not been stopped. 
So I had to say to myself in the head, like, look, you might hit this guy. You might hit him with a right hand or whatever, good shot, and he might be like, hmm, whatever. Just, like, shake it off and not be like, and keep coming forward. So I had to think to myself in my brain, look, this is a five, it's going to be five, five, five minute round fight, you know what I mean? You're going to have to just pick him apart, keep, keep, keep picking him apart. And then, but then when I hit, I hit him with that right hand and he dropped, you know what I mean? It was if like, you know, he was just like, nah, he's, 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 he's getting, I'm getting him out of there straight away. So that, that's how it went. So, yeah. Tell me about that knee because it is ridiculous. Like, I mean, I feel like it's gone viral. I saw so many people. You know, you know how many people sent me that knockout even though I was watching <laughs> it live? Like, so many fighters, coaches were like, holy shit, did you see this? Um, I mean, th- that feels like it, it's the extra cherry on top because, of course, the UFC are going to see that uh, attraction. But can you can you talk me through the knee? Did that just come to you in the moment or were you thinking ahead of the fight that he would be susceptible to that? Um... No, I, I didn't. I mean, I watched a couple of his fights, and it seems pretty. Um, I, I seen one of his fights where as soon as he gets in the clinch and he looks to break, he looks to throw an elbow. I mean, he did catch me um, with an elbow a couple of times. I've had a bit of a bit of a lump on my head. You know what I mean? Um, so when I was I was in there, and I know his gym's pretty good at Muay Thai and stuff as well. But when I got in there and I got in the clinch with him, I felt strong in the clinch. You know what I mean? I, I've done that I met, met a few times with people. I felt strong in the clinch, and I just feel like sometimes. I can just beat you up in here instead of just breaking away and giving you an opportunity to throw like haymakers at me. Um, I can just like beat you up in a clinch. So I had him in the clinch. I um, and I did a couple of nice knees to the head and to the body, but I, I felt like I felt like it, it was coming. I was I was gradually breaking him down, and I got the two the um the two collar ties on him. I switched the two collar ties and instead of throwing the left knee, I switched it to a right knee. And I don't think he's seen it because I was just throwing the left knee a lot in the fight, and then I switched it straight to the right knee, and then bang, that was it. It was done. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. What does it feel like when you land something like that and you just see the guy going limp right in front of you because he was out on contact? It's just it's just like oh, you know, it's just it's all the anxiety and everything before the fight and that and the um and what was riding on the fight. You know what I mean? And you know what if you know what what was riding on the fight. You know what I mean? He was make or break basically, and then he just boom, he's just he's just like that, and the referee jumps in. You're like oh, it's just all all the pressure just goes, man. He just like. He's so relieved, like that's what it is, really. Does it yeah. feel Does it feel bigger when you do that in like so close to home? I mean, did it feel crazy afterwards? I'm sure everybody is trying to get a word with you, get their arm around you, get your, <laughs> yeah. get a picture with you. Is that an insane feeling? It was. It was unbelievable. I said, like, I was. I was had so much pressure on me at first, and then I remember stepping out in the walk on the walkout, like, and I was like, bloody hell! There's yes. like, there was loads of people there, like, and it was like. I mean, the black tie they really didn't. Then I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" I'm getting treated like bloody royalty here. And like, them watching me, them like the camera had me like backstage, walking to the to the walk like the, the stage. And I was like, "Fuck!" You know. And then I've come out on the stage, and everyone's like on the feet and like cheering and shit. I'm like, "Fuck me, man!" You know, <laughs> even more pressure on me. But I just I just kept my head like, and then I got in there and I just and I, like spotted the geezer out in the round. Like I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I was just—it's just, it's just unbe- an unbelievable feeling, man. Yeah, that was amazing. The whole thing, like, it was an incredible Cage Warriors card, I must say. But um, one of the things that uh, stood out to me as well was Leon. Like, I've, I've talked to Leon a number of times in person, um, over the phone, uh, probably more often. But I've never seen him genuinely glow about someone as much as he does when he's talking about you. I mean. He he was he was praising you left right and center every time he got an opportunity on that broadcast and, and like 
to me, Leon's been talking about UFC Birmingham for so long, and of course, Breezy is, is still signed there, but a guy like yeah. you, who is so exciting to watch, who has obviously reverberated with the Birmingham people so much there, I mean, it feels inevitable that you're going to sign for, for the UFC, and it feels that they should make that move, but is Leon an important uh, part of your camp, or is that just the whole team? Is that basically the way you guys are? Yeah, man, it's just, it's just, man, I think, every, you know, like, everyone really wants everyone to do really well in the camp, you know what I mean? Like I say, like you say, Leon's there, he's, um, he's, he's, he's really helping me out and helping me out with, um, you know, certain things, especially he's, um, he has a Monday class there, Monday wrestling class, everyone goes there, it's like, it's a really, really good class, and he's very, very knowledgeable with things he says, like, you know, he helps you out with, with all little stuff, you know, if you need anything, you need any help, you just, just ask him, you know, like, let you know, little tricks and stuff. Um, but yeah, like everyone's really wants everyone to do well. You know what I mean? And plus, obviously, because I'm from around there, it's just, it's just a good feeling to get to get like lads from, you know, around the Midlands, Birmingham, like um, you know, to, to, it's, so I think we should have a UFC in Birmingham maybe next this next year probably. I think so it's just a good thing. Like obviously, if I get signed to signed to UFC, you know, Leon headlines it in that, um, you know, they could even that that could make other fighters like the other pros in the gym. They could get signed as well if you get, um, you know, a card in Birmingham. Yes. So that's what usually happens in it, like you know, because when there's a card that comes to a certain town, a couple of a couple of lads from that that area, they might get they might get signed. You know what I mean? They might get, they might get on the card. So it's, it's a good thing, man. Yeah, yeah. The, like I was, that was where I was going with that. To be honest with you, Joy, I was going to yeah. say, um, it kind of feels like this is building a lot of momentum. Maybe more so in Europe uh, than across the water at the moment. But it does feel like to me, given Leon's position with the UFC at the moment, and I know. He's still, um, a lot of people feel like he needs to have more clout internationally to get himself those big names. But he's only a fight with Tyron Woodley now. If they came back to UFC, uh, to Birmingham, they put on an event there. I feel it would be similar to what Connor did for Irish fighters. You know what I'm saying? Like, as in, he it opened the like door. That, yeah, he opened the door and all you guys are just primed yeah. to walk through, you know? This is, this is, I had, you know, I thought that the other day, to be honest. It feels like that, you know what I mean? Especially when I come out there in cages and I walked out and then afterwards... You know, and all the messages I'm getting and everything. And it, obviously, with Leon being, like, you know, the main guy there, I feel like if he gets if he gets the show in Birmingham, he's just going to open the door for, like, for me. And there's going to be a few others there who are going to come course. through. Like, it's going to be, yeah, man, it's wicked. Yeah, it, do, you feel, good, do you feel like he's putting Renegade and Birmingham on the map? Because I certainly feel like he is. But like the the most appealing part for me is like an onion. You just keep peeling back the the layers. You have Fabian Edwards. You have Joy Herbert. Yeah. You have um. You know you have Natias. You have all these guys that Renegade just seems to be absolutely swarmed with talent these days. So do do you feel like he's putting you guys on the map? Yeah, hundred percent. He's you know what I mean, and um, definitely is like. This, this... The amount of talent in the gym, like you just you pointed on there, you got you know you got Breeze, you got um, Nefarious, you got Fabian, you got Yannick, you got you got Aiden Lee. There's, there's, a, few, there's a few of us as well. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous, yeah, man. I feel like you know, it's just like he's just like you pointing on with the SBG with um with Connor, like he's just he's just opening the doors for us as well. And he just as well, it, make, it makes um it makes a bigger scene in in the Midlands as well. There's gonna be more kids coming through there. You know what I mean? More people getting into it. Um, into the sport and that, and just it's just good for the sport in it as well in general, especially yes. England. Yes, absolutely, and it's great to see a different neck of the woods. You guys all talk different; you just have a yeah. different vibe. I love yeah, that. Yeah, shit, yeah, man. we've all got that. Well, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Peaky blinders, eh? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Hey, so. 
<laughs> but um, I gotta ask you, right? Because you know, if like the UFC call is, is is a rare one to get, you certainly deserve it. We we know Europe is pushing for you in that in that manner. We all want to see you in there. But if that call doesn't happen, uh, a lot of people want to see this Mason Jones fight. So I mean, on the condition that the UFC doesn't come, first of all, like is are you cool with that? Um, I honestly don't think um, Graham will make that fight. You know, to be honest, or Ian Dean. I think I feel like no disrespect to anyone, but like they'll have to fly someone else in, man. Someone from Brazil or something, or another American or something, for me to fight because, like, I don't think that's a good a good a good step for me going fighting guys like like anyone else in the division really at the, at the moment because the UFC ain't gonna be ain't gonna be seeing that that as me being tested. I don't see any of them being testing me to be honest with you. You want a bigger um, statement? Yeah, well, that's what I have to do. I have to go bigger. I don't know, you know what I mean? And and all the other guys in the division, like you know, I'm not a topic. I don't like to talk shit about people and all that things, you know, because I understand like um, my martial artist. You know what I mean? I got respect for people and that, but I need bigger tests, man. I need bigger, te- bigger names, bigger tests than these people in the division. Sorry, I'm sorry, but like that's how it is, bro. And, and I've, ne- I've day, never heard you say this before it, it, either. Like you know, to be fair, I've never heard yeah. you turning down fights. You you take every fight that's put in front of you. But does the belt and given all this UFC talk, does that put you in a in a nearly a different situation where you have to say my next move is very important. I need to make sure it's the right opponent and the right statement I'm making to get on their radar. Is that the way you're kind of seeing it? Well, yeah, exactly. Look, like that's what this is what Breeze did to get me. I was like saying to, before the fight, like I was saying to Breeze, like. Oh, I was like, um, who's still fighting next? And I was like naming, well, not who's still fighting next. Like, who, the more, who they might give me next? Like, oh, I was naming a couple of lads from, um, um, from the the roster. Like, and he's like, nah, man, we need to go, we need to go international. We need to fight a next a geezer who's fought in the UFC, a next UFC fighter, or someone who's who's doing bits in America, because like that, and that's going to get you in the notice by the UFC because like these guys ain't on your level. I need to be fighting better people. So that's that's what I'm going for. Like if the UFC don't call, I have to go and fight someone else who's like killing it in America or something. So you know they have to get me in. I understand. You understand, like I do understand. Because like, I'm, I'm, like and, and another thing as well, some of these people are being like built up by Cage Warriors, and to fight me, it's gonna be a bad move for them. For right. real, dog. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm 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 a next level kid compared to some of these guys. I'm telling you. I have an apology to make before I get you off the phone, Joy. And What's thank that? you so much oh, for your time. Badger, yeah? Oh, for fuck's sake. Man, I, I am so... <laughs> Do you know I wrote it accidentally into the report because I was I was joking with someone about it? Because th- this is a problem, right? Because I said this genuinely serious that first time. And then everybody, of course, is giving out shit to me online. I got it wrong. Hands up. I know I did. Uh... Then I put it in the report by accident after the fight. And then Brad Wharton sends me a picture of they actually put it up on the, uh, on the graphics. Fuck okay. Warriors as well. Yeah, I'm fucking watching it yesterday. My, uh, my little my stepdaughter, she's gone fucking on the black country badger there. Oh fuck's sake! I was like, fuck's sake! I'm very laughing. sorry, Joe. And then my old my old man my old man keeps sending me fucking media stuff like that. He keeps because he got always gone online looking for stuff about me. He's got black country badger in this, black country badger in that. He's like, what the fuck's black country badger? <laughs> it's a joke it's an accidental it is, yeah. joke that's it's taken on a uh, life of its own I, I apologize very much i hope you don't feed it's me that right bro. hand the next time you see me nah. that's, that's my biggest nah, fear <laughs> no nah, none of that none of that bro all right but, but listen uh joy thank you so much for your time again another stunning performance Um, what you've done from the bama days to now is absolutely mind-blowing 
Um, you're brilliant. You're one of my favorite fighters to watch in Europe, and whatever happens next, I'll definitely be tuning in. And I think I can say the same for the rest of the European MMA community. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show, brother. All the best, man. Talk to you soon, right? And thank you very much to Mr. Joy Herbert, the Black County Banger, country. not Badger. Black Country Badger. Is it Black? Ah, for fuck's sake. Black Country. Sake. He's from the Black Country. That's what they call it. That's it's not the Black County. No, no, no. The Black Country. That's what they, it's like it's like up around West Brom, ah, uh, Wolverhampton, Birmingham. Sorry, Joy. I'll get Jesus it eventually, Christ. mate. I'll get it eventually. Look, just you have to leave it with me, man. <laughs> uh, happy days. Happy days. Happy days. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's the talk of the town. UFG. 244. Yes, indeed. Um, the biggest card of the year, would you say? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Uh, I think... Is it? Mm, yeah. Probably is. Probably yeah. is. Probably is. Probably is. Look, I mean, I, I feel like I was at... Two big events, the, the ones that came before it is with Abu Dhabi, uh, USC 242, Habib against Poirier, and then, of course, USC 243 with the arrival of the biggest star to be in the UFC, Whitaker and Adesanya. Yeah. But I think the star power that this one has straight off the bat, like, we're not talking about creating a star as much as two bona fide stars and Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz going head to head, and that common main event is outstanding. Masvidal. V, uh, Kelvin Gaslam v Darren Till. Did I call him Masvidal? No, that's the Americans call. Sorry, I was like, all right. <laughs> um, where are you at with this? Uh, let's let's talk about the the main news coming out of this. Diaz and uh, another Usada U turn when it suits them, which I don't like. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think like if it's either fucking black and white, yeah. or get rid of it. Yeah, like, no, it's no. fucking Brock Lesnar, Nate yeah. Diaz, John Jones. Uh, I said this straight away. They're going to turn this around. They're going to completely uh, absolve them of this, and then. All the other people, Sean O'Malley, John Jones. I fully understand those guys talking about like fuck this. Yeah, you know, even no. though John Jones has benefited well, from the rub of Usada before. You know, we we we've talked about this for God knows how long, and I think you know coming out with this flagging bullshit before, um, you know, they actually have everything and all the um tests and they 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 figured out everything is a fucking piss take, and uh, you know, it's 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 painting guys with a brush that should not be allowed. And it should not happen. And it, it, it's it's very damaging to, to guys' careers, man. It really is. Well, first of all, the fighters should have been involved in any decision-making process that USADA were having with the UFC because these guys, a lot of them, I'm not talking about Nate Diaz, but, you know, I, I'm sure you could look down that card and yeah. find someone who's on a living wage, basically, from the UFC. And the fact that they have to give up where they're going to be 24 hours a day, it's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. It's, it, I mean, look... There should be there should have been a lot more fighter interaction making this deal. For me now, it's completely gone. It's it, it's a circus. So I don't give a shit about Usada anymore. I really I understand. Look, I want clean sport, mm. but when when the criteria isn't black and white for every fighter and every fighter is given the same treatment, then fuck it. I don't care. No, I agree. I think um, it's become so messy, so fractured. I think the word is, is is a good word to use with the whole process of you sat on. I do. I, I agree. And look, with- I, I I know that Nate hasn't taken steroids. Yeah. I get it. I don't. I don't think he is. He's never. I've never even yeah. suspect him of it. That doesn't matter. That's not what I'm talking about. And he's right to to make that statement and, and you know it, ask for the UFC and USADA to issue. They bend the knee. That's what they did. They USADA did. They bend the knee, the knee and, yeah. r- and rightly so because. Well, you know, I don't I think, know if it's rightly so. That's the one part that I'll disagree with. Like, yeah, of course, we know we we're very confident in the idea. It shouldn't have happened. But they, you know, when they fucked up, you know, he he obviously wants to fight. 
he comes back, they should be bending the knee to get him back in there. Because but if, they, if they're bending the knee, go away. Where's Sean O'Malley? Yeah, it shouldn't be happening. I totally agree. 14 totally months, agree. gone. Totally his career, agree. his prime, gone. Yeah. 14 months. It looked like he was going to be one of the biggest stars in the, the sport. Yeah, listen, I, I'm, not ar- I'm not arguing, but like, where do you stand then in terms of, you know, are, are, should the UFC just go fuck off? I know they've just signed a new five-year deal uh, during the summer there. So they need, to, they need to look at the criteria and make yeah. it black and white. But we've been saying this for God knows how fucking long. I, I, they need to involve the fighters. The fighters, just put up, get, I don't know how many, get a fucking union together, lads. Jesus Christ, like, it's so, like, how, how are you all going to come together and, and act as one body in a situation like this, if you don't have a body, you know, it, it's... Yeah, it's just a, you know, the, you know, that's not going to happen. The, the pay discrepancies are too much. And they the, say, the why don't guys. you guys talk about this to the media members? Yeah, what are we doing? Sort your life yeah. out, lads. Like, do your own shit, like, you know, to be honest, which is... It, that, that's more your business than it is yeah, ours. it's a total, total mess, though. And, and, you know, we talk about the updated lists and, and, you know, there's not an awful lot done with that. And Jeff Nowitzki was harping on about that before, that they're, they're going to constantly make an effort over the next six months to update these lists so fighters can know what they're putting their body in terms of tainted supplements what a load of shit they've done nothing about it all I'm saying is that my fighting comes up to me and say Pizzi we're going to need you to take some drug tests from now on I'm going to say an extra six figures every year please <laughs> <laughs> um. no, I, t- no I, I agree to Forrest and I think um, you know the UFC especially after this one it's going to cost them a lot of money down the line as well you know it is costing them a lot of money to have this testing in place if it's not right it's messing up their pay-per-view cards they're going to have to seriously review something or get something done about this Again, and I think this is sort of a theme we've used over the last few weeks. Shit, or get off the fucking pot, boys. Absolutely. Uh, Darren Till. He, or get off the porcelain. (laughs) There you go. go. We have our own one now. Um, Darren Till uh, had a media day last Friday in Nottingham. I didn't go because my face was smashed to pieces. But um, the... uh, I have to say, after listening to him speak about this Kelvin Gastelum match, not that that I think it's a good idea all of a sudden, but I understand it a hell of a lot more. Like, I understand his mindset. I respect his mindset. And um, I don't, like, it's given me a bit more belief, as in this is something I've always said about Taylor. Him and McGregor are most similar in in the fact that he can make you believe. And when I was listening to him speak about it, I was going, shit, he's convincing me again, man, even though he's on this two-fight skid. But... Maybe I, I still maybe, don't like it. Maybe he can do it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Like, no, but I, I admire I admire how confident he is, but I still don't think it's a good idea from the UFC. But it's definitely definitely given me more intrigue ahead of this fight and think it's way more of a contest than I initially did. Yeah, and I listen, the one thing I am gonna say about this is I it fucking pisses me off people shitting on Darren Till, going, Oh, you know, what an idiot for taking this fight and listen, right, at the end of the day. You know, I don't think anyone said that. I think well, they were a, lot like of the UFC. Fa- a lot of the fans have said it. They were like, UFC, why are you matching these fighters? And I yeah, think no, that's no, perfectly I, acceptable. I, yeah, I, listen, we were the first ones to probably feckin' say it. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't totally agree with this matchup um, and Darren taking this fight against a guy like Kelvin Gaston. who's coming off, obviously, that feckin' interim title fight against Israel Adesanya, which was a, a schlobber knocker. But, you know... In terms of translation and how fresh Darren might feel, you know, you talked about his brain earlier on off air, you know, obviously the dehydration of the brain when he's cutting so much weight. Obviously it's taken away from the the water that surrounds your cranium that that allows you to absorb blows. So if if you do get a big hit, it's more likely to knock you out if you're dehydrated. Exactly. So Darren's going in here 
you know, going to be way more comfortable making the weight. He we, looked like a machine gun at that fucking open workout, man. That's what I'm you saying. You could hear like, the media lads like, holy shit. But, <laughs> but, but, even, but even the gas tank, the way everything's going to translate over. Like, maybe we could see a but, Darren. T- it's a, it is a I, risk regardless. But, if, but Dar- if Darren goes out and sparks him, and let look, if you look at the Israel-Adesanya fight, see, he's making me fucking believe now here again, right? If you look at the Adesanya fight and Gaslam fight... fight um, Who's fight? All oh, right, sorry, sorry. Yeah, if, okay. if you look at that fight in terms of, you know, Darren striking... You know you can you can hurt Kelvin. Kelvin can get hurt, and it doesn't take an awful lot um, in terms of that left hand of Darren Hill's thrown at you. I mean, one to, of the best strikers really in the world punching the face. It probably does take a lot to hurt Kelvin Gastelum, you know. No, no, but <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't mean it like that. I'm talking about in terms of Darren Till laying you know yeah. strikes on him. You know, you can't can't stay Such there and big, take it all day. He's, Such a big dude, yeah. man. Um, but one thing I will say intriguing. is, like, you mentioned gas tank there. I don't think the losses to Woodley or. Masvidal anything to do with a gas tank? No, but I'd be talking about the gas tank in terms of you know, um, you know, in his training, not having to cut the weight three weeks beforehand. You know, he's going to feel a lot more replenished. Oh yeah, yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. Maybe it's the wrong word I use, but yeah, that's how I I feel. And I think, listen, it's going to be a fascinating match. And uh, you know, as you said there, the, the fucker has done it again. He's made us believe. He's made us think. And can I just ask you one thing? Uh, he did say that whether Israel Adesanya wins or loses to Paulo Costa, and he said, I don't give a shit about the title. He said, whether Israel wins or loses to Costa, I think I should fight Israel next. I don't, like, when, when you hear that and you see it written down, you're like, what are you talking about, mate? But I wouldn't put up past the UFC. Like, why did they make that fight? Yeah. Why did they make Kelvin Gastelum be Darren Till if they didn't expect him to go straight into yeah. a title conversation? Listen, afterwards? I think maybe the UFC um, might be a bit more confident here in what Darren Till can do than we are. Yeah, yeah. It's not. And, you it's know, not maybe then, maybe they, maybe then, maybe then they know. So I, I, I don't know, but it is interesting. And you know, I wouldn't put a past Darren Till because Darren is this he's sort of knack, as you said. If he does go out and spark him, why wouldn't they do it? Yeah, and they've yeah. been, you know, and traditionally over the last couple of years, they've been fucking striking one in the and look, hot. Look, look, man. And what about that for the middleweight division? First, you have Costa v Adesanya, and then potentially Costa v Till or Adesanya v Till. And there's a lot of political ramifications to Paulo Costa v Darren Till in the Brazilian communities. Massive. Because as far as I know, and I'm sure people are going to be annoyed about me saying this, but I've heard that Paulo Costa is very much on the the right side of things, you know, as in the conservative view of oh, things. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Like, really yeah, yeah, conservative. Yeah, 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 yeah. And where Darren Till is very liberal, as we know. Yeah. Um, but um, that would be interesting. But... Will we see, um, it's such a good main character, we may as well go through the whole thing. Vincente Luque is a violence king. Violence king. But will he be able to be violent against Stephen, Stephen Thompson? Like, we've seen even the likes of Till, it was incredibly violent at the best, at the best of Till, is, is very violent. We saw him kind of lured into a, a far more tentative fight with, with Stephen Thompson. Yeah, I think, I, I think the way Luque fights, um, he might take a leaf out of uh, Andy Pettis' book. And I know Pettis was probably getting a little sparked up as well. Just by Thompson allow Thompson to it. come on. That's what I mean. Give come, him confidence. Come in and then wrap him with a few. <laughs> it's a dangerous game to play it against is, Thompson, though. <laughs> like, Thompson is such good fight IQ that it's hard really for, for, to do anything else. And we've seen that. You know, the Woodley fights. I know Woodley stitched him at one in the first fight. Second fight was largely sort of forgettable in, in many people's eyes with the lack of, what, 17 strikes or something the whole fight. Stellar. But... Yeah, I think it's a, it's a fascinating fight, and it's interesting where Stephen is going to be at as well. You know, he's had numerous knee surgeries again, yeah. been out in the on the break for a while. It's a make or break fight for Wonder Boy. I think he needs a win here badly, man. If he wants to stay around that, you know, conversation, and if not, right, yeah, I move agree. him up. Um, Blago even off uh, versus Derek Lewis. I don't think this is a good fight for Derek Lewis, and I feel like there will be good betting odds on Blagoy. That's all I'm going to say to you people in Europe. Yeah, but you know, Derek, 
Yeah, I mean, stranger like, things have happened. You know, <laughs> ask Volkov. His balls were hot, and he fucking he pulled that one out of the bag. Yeah, exactly. So I'll um, be sending him listen, all types of creams to cool his bollocks well, you down. Just, you don't know what the fuck to expect <laughs> off Derek Lewis. That's it's simple as that. Like he could be a battered for fucking two and a half rounds, and then come back and just boom, yeah, and land you a shot, and you're you're done. Like so. Is there anything? This will never ride out Lewis. No, never. Is there anything Black Eye could do to guarantee that Derek's balls will be cold when they fight? Jeez, <laughs> Serious question. Very weird, very weird question. Um, I don't know. No. Um, Kevin Lee v. Gregor Gillespie. Gregor yeah, finally getting that fight. step up. That's a really good fight, isn't it's a it? Last fight, man. It's a really good fight. That's uh, it, it, again, Kevin. It's going to be very interesting. He's gone back down, isn't he? Um, so you're just like the 170 experiment didn't go as planned. Yeah, and we talked about Kevin as well before. I just think he's a little bit. He's just a little bit maybe lost at the moment and he's trying to find where's the perfect fit. Obviously, the, the tragic death of, of a great guy um, in, in Robert Follis um, really sort of rattled him, I think, to, to yeah, his I core. Think he's, he's spoke a lot more about that. He since. has, he has. And, um, you know, Kevin's a good dude. And I remember we sat down in Belfast with actually Rob and, 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 and Kevin and had a, had a drink with them. That was just you, and, that wasn't me. And, um, oh, it wasn't just <laughs> we were, had a few anyway. But, like, yeah, Kevin Kevin's a lot different, I think, away from... The, the the angry guy we used to see, you know, when he when he's outside, he's actually a really nice dude. And this is a really really good fight, man. Gillespie's been, as you said, calling for that one. So I'm interested to see what sort of we're going to see from Kevin Lee here. I'm are more we, interested in what we're going to see from Gillespie. Are you? I just think it's intriguing with Lee that he's been sort of underwhelming in his last couple of fights and you know mentally not in a good place. But he does seem to be back at that level now. But he seems to be right there thereabouts at 155. Yeah, he does. Toilet conversation was. He um, does. I think this is a fight for Gillespie that will obviously elevate him into that top 10 yeah. and go, you know, I'm here to stay. And I think he needed that. Well, either that or Kevin Lee's right back on track and yeah. he's after dispensing one of the best prospects in well, the 55. Well, well, that's it. You know, it is one of those fights. And, um, you know, I think we're going to see something here from Kevin Lee. I think he's had that, that period of trying to find himself. And he's been working a little bit all over the place. He's back yeah. up at home. And I think he was up in Rufus Sport for a while. Mm. Then he's in, in he's up in there. Uh, he's gone up to Canada now. Um, so it's good. It's going to be, it, it, listen, great card. Love that fight as well. I think that could be a standout fight of the night one there. Corey Annesley, Johnny Walker is a serious fight as well. It Massive is. ramifications. Um, as we said last week, we didn't think, think that Reyes had done enough to really absolutely guarantee himself that John Jones uh, fight. John Jones doesn't seem too intrigued by it. I think Johnny Walker's the type of guy that could light a fire in Jones because he's so explosive and, and wild in there. But Corey Anderson's a hard fight at the moment. Yeah, you man. don't. You don't look Corey's over. Corey's deadly you, now, You man. don't look over Corey. He's a changed man. He is. Since that Manawa knockout, we both were in London for yeah, like, I mean, Yeah, yeah. No, that was a bad one. And, um, you know, Corey's so many tools as well. You know, really solid boxer. Great, really good wrestler. He's a guy that can nullify fights. And I think... He could be a guy that could really give Johnny a lot of problems here. And if, I agree, yeah. If that fight goes the sort of way that Corey wants to make a grindy, gritty, um, in your face, um, it, it, it could be a little bit of an upset here. And I, I, I sort of fancy Corey Anderson to win this. I don't know why, man. Yeah, same here. Um, um, just just one more from a European perspective that we'd like to highlight. It's uh, Makwan Amerikani's US debut against Shane Burgos. Tough old debut um, in the US, but uh, definitely one will be intrigued to see yeah. also on the card from a European perspective we have the great Andre Arlovsky uh, from Belarus who has taken on Jerzino Rosenstruck and I didn't even know he was still fighting and Noel is such a big fan of what Andre is doing oh, at the moment on, lads, Jesus. right I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to run through the card and pick just very quickly on a select few okay, fights Masvidal v Diaz go 
Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you start with the worst one. The we go. We go backwards. Uh, All right. Yeah, we go, no, no, we go backwards. You're right. Okay, you're right. Okay. Right. Right. Um, right. We'll start off with Chukagian, who should be in the flyweight title mix against yeah. Moya. Chukagian. Uh, I can remember Calderwood speaking in in Abu Dhabi about this. She was like, if she wasn't so boring, she probably would be fighting for the title. You know. <laughs> um, you know, they obviously had a very close yeah. fight there. Um, so yeah, Chukagian v Moya. Who you got? I'm going to go with uh, Caitlin just. I think she'll grind out a decision and too quick on the feet and too elusive. Agree. Shane Burgos v. Makwan Americani. Um, I will go. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Burgos. Though. I'll go with Americani just for the crack, but I think it's a very hard fight. Mm. Corey Anderson v. Johnny Walker. Uh, unpopular against our, our local Sandy Mount resident here, but I, I just have a feeling here Corey's going to be able to make this fight go the way he wants it. Yeah, I think he has too much for him too. Um, I really do. Yeah, I'm going with Corey too. Uh, Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. Kevin. I'm going Gregor. Okay. Lewis v. Ivanov. Derek with something mental. <laughs> like the last minute, he'll knock him out. I'm saying... He'll get whooped for the fight and then he'll, he'll do something. I'd say, I'm going to say Ivanov uh, decision. Um, Thompson v. Luke. Fuck. I... I I find it I, I, I find it hard that Thompson's going to make the same mistakes again. I think he's... I think we could see something very violent from Stephen Thompson Oh, here. shit! And I think Luke has that in his pocket as well. Obviously, we, we, you know, the guy's a killer. I'm a big fan of Luke's. I think Stephen needs to needs to do something here. Um, and, I, and I think... I think we're going to see Stephen Thompson win this. Um, I, I, I can see it go either way, though. I'm going to go Thompson decision there again. Um, Gaslam v. Till. How much do you believe... Fuck, he's done it again. I'm going to f- fuck it. I'll pick it from the crack. I'll go Darren Till, violent knockout in the second. I'm going to go Calvin Gaslam submission. Um, and get no, You're right. You are right to make me do this in reverse order. Jorge Masvidal v Nate Diaz, motherfucker. It's five by five. Like, that's so good that it's five rounds, man. Oh, my God. It is. This could go five rounds. It is. Uh, listen, I'd love to see Till Gaslam five as well. I think this, uh, you know, I'm harping on this for God knows how long. I love UFC needs to do something in 2020 about the co-main events. Non-title. They need to be five rounds. A lot of them, if they have implications. All right, like yeah. Mar- Masvidal right. be Diaz, though. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Masvidal versus Diaz. I'm going to go Diaz. I think the the volume of boxing in your face. It's going to be a slobber knocker on the feet. If obviously um, Nate decides to go to the deck, he could possibly get a submission. But I do expect to stay in the feet. And I think his volume, Christmas of boxing, is going to be the difference here. But um, I think we're in for a fucking war. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I I am going Diaz very much so. Um, but I'd also like to remind people that it was the doubt Masvidal had going into his yeah. tail and asking bouts that made him this big star that he is right now. Well, if he goes in there and starts his fucking Diaz, the world's the sky's the fucking limit, man. It is, so, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, uh, he can do it. He's shown us he can do it. But I, I think he's too savvy to get submitted by Diaz. Um, like he's very—he's not known for his submission skills or whatever. But when you train ATT, he's very comfortable yeah. in shit situations. Yeah, you know, incredibly comfortable. He is. He's in, he's comfortable anywhere. I think so. Is. I just have a feeling Diaz by decision. I think both of them have stellar gas tanks. Yeah, both of them are unbelievable boxing. Um, I think I think it's fair to say Masvidal probably packs more power. With his last two KOs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In his last two fights, he's found that element. Knees, you can't really judge as stopping power because anyone that's running through the air yeah. and, and throwing a technique like that, that is, is going to have a lot of power. Yeah, no, but his knockout tail was fucking savage. It was. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, you know, he, he's not going to allow, uh, Diaz is not going to allow him any sort of space in this fight. He's not going to let him create a, uh, a range. 
And I think that's where the fight's going to be won. It's going to be contested in the pocket. And I think that's where Masvidal is going to struggle to really land a bomb. Here's one for you. It's just the last one on this yeah. card. If it goes as we predict it will go and Diaz wins, do you think he even mentions Connor's name in his post-fight? Like, last time everyone expected it's going to be no. Connor and he says Masvidal no. and he makes the biggest fight of the year. Where does he go? Where no. Does he I don't think he does it because I think he knows Connor. Like Connor's come out and said, and they've both sort of said it. And I know it was a very smart move the last time we talked about that that it got McGregor interested again. But you know, Connor's done the press conference this week, and it is very much good looking like either Cowboy or Gaethje. And then we're gonna, you know, he's laid out that plan as you said. So in theory, regardless of what he said, it doesn't really make sense at the moment, in my opinion. So what does Nate want to do? Does he want the title? Does he give a fuck about the title? Is it? Um, you know, I don't like either of those fights for him. Yeah, Usman but, or Usman or Covington. I do like GSP. Yeah, no, I don't like either of them fights either. But I don't like GSP in terms of a matchup, but I do like it in terms of a marquee. Yeah, like I think that will appeal to Diaz because you know the money he could make from that, rather than as he has said himself, Usman and Colby. He doesn't think they're big business. And and yeah. look, compared to a Diaz, yeah, Masvidal, no, he's, right. He, he's right. Like he is right, and it's uh, yeah. Now it's it's going to be interesting to see where he goes after. I I. I it's Masvidal a tough wins. They're gonna have to it's do. A, it is a Colby, regardless of what happens between Usman and Colby. I think. Yeah. Listen, I, I think, I think if Covington was to beat Usman, and I think he's every chance of beating Usman. Mm-hmm. I'm not not ruling Colby out at all of that fight, and a lot of people seem to be for for some reason. Very even skill sets, both of them. Are very right? very even skill sets, and you know it will be fascinating, just in terms of shit talk and <laughs> the way both guys conduct themselves. Diaz and fucking Covington would be cray crack I think I really do I'd love to see that happen whether it happens or not whether Nate's interested in that Covington has to make himself a big star in December yeah. if it's going to happen Yeah, and I listen I don't see the GSP thing happening because like I'm not UFC sure UFC don't even want to do business yeah. with him yeah and like GSP like you know it, it, can he even fight at 170 it wouldn't make sense for Nate really to go above 170 it's sort of dead in the water for me so well, you can de- I think GSP can definitely fight at 170 because he ruined his body trying to make middleweight even yeah. just stay at that weight like. yeah does it interest me not really does it not, not. with the revenge plot with him and uh, Nick all those years you know, GSP doesn't really sell that shit like so yeah yeah but no yeah I'd, but like, listen, I'd, I'd, definitely, I'd definitely watch it but I think you know why won't fucking Nate go after a title go after the title give it a shot Give it a run. I know he goes, ah, fuck the titles. It's not about the titles. But how interesting would that scenario be? I don't know. It's just they've kind of cheapened their titles themselves. Well, they like, all have, yeah. I, no, but like, just in terms of the UFC, I can see why he's going to like, fuck the titles, yeah. go after the money. Because the titles, there's interim champions, there's lads getting title <sighs> shots off one fight win streak. You know? Well, listen, like, he, he's the option of, of 55 as well. There's, there's fights there to be made. I think there's, there's still a lot of fights there to be made for him. Um, and, and why not sort of smash back down there but listen let's get this one out of the way see what happens and I, I do think he'll be victorious on Saturday night it, there's just so much you can sort of do at night and so, he, can, he can bring up people as well I think we forget that as you said there earlier on like with, with Masvidal where is there a star in the UFC where they want to go oh fuck let's you know this guy could potentially beat Nate you know he's up at that level let's 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 bring this guy up and, and put some fucking eyes on him it happened with Masvidal they need to start bringing along other pay-per-view stars as well because we're we're pretty short in them at the moment, Pete. That's true. Um, yeah, so that's we'll cap it off there and we can talk some shite now for the next few minutes. But we talk shite the whole show, so what's, <laughs> what's the point? In t- <laughs> that's not to boil yeah. it up into a section. But um, the, uh, do you think you're going to go to that January 18th card? Um, we'll see. 
Maybe. If someone's to fucking put her, put her me, put her me paw. And listen, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it would be probably a shame not to go because um, I think <laughs> something always fucking happens to that fella. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anytime I go to a fight card in the States as well, something mental happens. So if I'm there, it's more likely to be cooler. Um, the last fight I went to see of Connors is Eddie Alvarez. And I can just imagine how much has changed in two years. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like, I mean, when I went over, all I kept ringing you when, uh, when you were at Mayweather and Habib was, how many Irish people are there? How many Irish people are there? And it was very conflicting reports, but of course I believed <laughs> Noel McGrath and Phil O'Connor, who had been at all the previous mm. fights. But uh, I'd love to just see it for myself, you know? The, yeah, is I, it, I don't is it the plastic paddy brigade? Yeah, it will be. I'm from Dublin, Ireland. Well, that's what happened to the Habib fight. There was very few... There was a lot of Irish people there, but a lot of them, because the UFCA priced their fans for that fight as well. Tickets, cheap tickets for that fight were 350 bucks um, for the Habib fight in, in T-Mobile. So a lot of Irish people actually went over, man, for the fight, but actually didn't go to the fight. They just stayed there for the party. But inside the arena, there were way more um, plastic parties. Definitely. Lovely. Definitely. Lovely. But listen, I will probably go. Yeah. We are going to be heading to the Cage Warriors Media Day tomorrow, Tuesday, the day this comes yeah. out. We will be at that Media Day as you're listening to this. Um, really getting excited for that now. Yeah. Only two weeks away. Um, still haven't got my fucking car yet, but uh, hopefully yeah. I will be sorted out in time for yeah, that. I'm excited to see, obviously, Reese McKee at, at you know, welterweight. Yeah. And obviously Ian Gary as well. Um, a kid who just looks so impressive under uh, Chris Fields and the lads there. Uh Team, uh, what's it again? KF. Jesus, sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> my brain is melted from talking about what is it? Fucking fight cards, but interesting and, and uh, you know, on to Reese there uh, on texting there last week, and, and he's he's just buzzing to to get down to Cork, and he said he's gonna gonna prove the world why he should be in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So very interesting uh, couple of weeks ahead in terms it's good just to have cage warriors back as well man we've missed them and you know obviously bellator sort of dominated the market here so uh let's just hope the show well they dominated the market because no other promotions was could come in really yes well that's <laughs> what i'm trying, well, to, trying to get at. i don't want any legal action coming my way so yeah that's what people were saying, saying yeah. <laughs> allegedly that's what the man <laughs> on the street was saying but uh, i think we all know that and um yeah it is it's going to be good and i think um, just to have another option for pro fighters to get on fight cards here is... Uh, well, it's the path it's, of the it's, UFC. It's and it is. And that's why it's getting boring for Irish people at the moment because we have Joe Duffy, who is pretty inactive, yeah. to be fair. Conor McGregor, who Lord knows when he's going to fight again. He says January 18th. Yeah, we we're very, we know. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah, so it's good to have it's good to have that interest. Bellator doing themselves no favours. Ah, I mean, they're selling out cards here. We can't really ask for much more, but... Uh, they could definitely make some more compelling fights. Yeah. Um, right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we talked a lot of shit for you. We're back in the same room for the first time in about three, four weeks. So, um, love you's loads. See you next week. Um, and enjoy... Just go home. I'll get out of my fucking house. Enjoy UFC 244. Biggest card of the year. <laughs> Mwah.